three, two, one. What's up, everyone? Welcome again to the Desync Podcast. Uh, today we have a amazing guest with us, someone who I really love their content. I know Mike loves their content. Super good dude, super humble. Uh, we're super glad to have him on. His name is Level Cap. If you haven't heard of him, then you haven't been around uh, the YouTube game in the last 10 years because he's <laughs> a legend, honestly. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know if you mind me speaking so highly of you. I mean, you're a much bigger creator than either of us. And um, man, I think you make amazing content. Uh, even for Star Citizen, it's like, that's where I first discovered you personally because I wasn't as into like Battlefield and stuff um, or like, you know, some of the more like FPS combat games like uh, in YouTube over the years. So seeing you in, in uh, the Starfield and Starfield, Star Citizen, category and then transitioning starfield. yeah starfield a little bit <laughs> and then transitioning um watching your content from like past stuff or like new stuff where you're talking about new games or battle bit uh, it's been really cool so tell us a little bit about yourself who who is level cap who is who is me uh well thank you for the the compliments um appreciate it uh, i have been around for quite a while i think we were just talking right before the podcast started that it's coming up on 12 years on youtube which is crazy wild uh yeah times are different man things change like crazy you know like some youtube guy snaps his fingers the algorithm changes and everybody's like um make four minute long content now guys that's the new thing you know and just yep. like it's it's wild you just go with the flow but uh yeah my name's charlie i'm also known in the matrix as level cap and um yeah, I've been doing um, mostly FPS gaming for the majority of my channel. And then as I hit my dad gaming years, I'm like, hmm, how about these spaceships? Those look the cool. The perfect dad game. Yeah, hmm. we'll see. Comes around. As my reflexes start to slow down, I need a game that's more reliant on experience. You know, that's what you <laughs> notice the older gamers start shifting into like military games where they're like, oh, yeah, you need to like learn how to fly a helicopter like realistically you need to read this like 300 page manual and then they're like they do it and then they can do that better than other people and they're like see my reflexes don't matter anymore because i learned this crazy thing yeah. Uh, so yeah that's my transition right now but um yeah where did the name citizen? come from um i had a remember blogs you remember those sure um <laughs> before, <laughs> Sorry, what's before what's yeah, a yeah. blog yeah, uh, I'll, uh, I'll send it's you like to the, the wiki page text podcast of <laughs> yeah. 2010. Yeah, yeah. So pre YouTube, um, people were like, "Oh, I'm going to talk about video games in text format, and I'll put cool little images next to it to like highlight my points and stuff." So I had a blog called, I think it was called Level Cap or like Level Capped or something like that. Um, and I would talk about, I was talking about MMOs at the time. Eve was mm -hmm. in there a little bit. And then I uh, I was just watching a lot of YouTubers as it started to come up. I was watching like StarCraft guys uh, mostly. And um, I was like, oh man, I should just go for it. So I just brought the name over. And the idea was like the theme of the blog was sort of like kind of bored with the, the standard game, the, the, you know, rinse and repeat style of publishing games, which of course is still going on today, but <laughs> how ironic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it was sort of like, you know, let's, let's have a more mature gamer blog. That's like, um, what interests the older gamer or the guy who's played everything for his whole life? What, what is going to get me excited? So the blog was about that. And I was like, I kind of like that theme. I'll carry it into at least 
branding wise into YouTube. And then YouTube was all just like battlefield go. And like, didn't have that much to do with that same theme, but, um, I think it is sort of a core element of just who I am as like a content creator too, is I'm like not easily wowed by stuff. Um, and I think I can relate to you, Mike, a Same. bit on that one in terms of like your content. Yeah. Or like usually when you're like, you just don't give this Star Citizen devs a pass on much. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm right there with you, dude. Like, I'm just, yeah, do better, you know? <laughs> we could do better, sure. Yeah. 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 The Do you think that the blog way back then helped when you first started youtube like did did it transition well like hey i have this no, youtube no, no, channel no. The, and the blog had like four followers you know okay okay hey one was my mom you yeah know, like yeah. your dog yourself <laughs> yeah yeah it was people i all met at work and just like knew from high school no it was uh there was nothing there but uh it was just me kind of reaching out in different directions i uh, guess the so. idea kind of it more than anything the most valuable thing you got out of that was I guess the idea or the the name, right? The the process that kind of like propelled you into YouTube, right? Yeah, and I I think it kind of helped establish like at least not vocally my voice, but at least in writing because I do a lot of script writing for videos that I make and yep. so it was all just, you know, blog writing, script writing, it all kind of comes down to the same thing. And it's it's funny because like as an actual job, my job was a video editor. And so, like, I was just like, I'm going to blog. And, like, my dumb brain was like, hmm, maybe you should, like, use your skill set and, like, do the video thing, too. And then, like, one day I was like, oh, my gosh, YouTube. Uh, and so I don't I don't know if YouTube was even it would would have been like Justin TV at the time where, like, you know, nobody was doing it. Nobody was making any money off of it. I think the year I got into it was like the year after people were like oh i'm doing this like professionally or something mm. you know that was like the first year people were like you can actually make money doing this and so I was what like, kind oh, of I'm video fine. sorry I, I what kind of video editing were you doing was it... really exciting stuff um i was working for xerox and um, uh, okay yeah super cool company i was like the youngest guy there by like 20 years and uh <laughs> It's crazy. Were, I had a yeah, I had a coworker there that joked that he said this is where engineers come to die, and um, it's just like a lot of old engineers basically. Uh, I had another coworker who was hired there back when they were printing stuff by like literal printing press process. She would lay out the text blocks and stuff, and she what? would like tell me about it on like lunch breaks. I'm like, this is wild. Like, did you know Gutenberg? Like, this is insane <laughs> stuff. But. Uh, I would do video editing. So I was, I was a technical illustrator and a video editor. So it was tutorials on how to like replace and update printers for printer technicians. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. That is Dude. exhilarating I mean, stuff. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, is, yeah. Do you have an IMDB page maybe? I can <laughs> look up. It made me a popular guy. Let me just say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do like that job. I miss that job because... Uh, when I got a big batch of technical illustration stuff, which was basically like trace these circuit boards and then like draw a hand, like reaching and taking part out of something, you know, and putting an arrow there to tell people what to do. Like that was just like weeks of like mindless work. And I would just put on like podcasts and like books and stuff. Like I think I made it through like 50 books in a year, like just listening to them. And I was just like, this is great. I love this nine to five. Like, 
And I still dream about it sometimes. I'm like, oh, those were the days, man. Like, you just get off work and it's not with you after that. Yeah. You're not thinking about Dude, it. Dude, I used to we work can in get film. get into that. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, absolutely. I used to, I used used to, work, to work in film. In film. Yeah, I was, a oh, DP, awesome. I was a DP director. Um, nice. For commercial work, mainly. Um, yeah. But I did, I did my first year of editing. And uh, I did studio editing as well. Uh, but n I, nothing exhilarating. You know, nothing crazy. Nothing that mm -hmm. anyone here would be like oh wow you did that you know i mean dude yeah. honestly the printer stuff just sounds like cooler. color grading and resolve or something <laughs> oh yeah i mean just like commercials for stuff that you don't care about or you know just yeah. a lot of uh documentary work for like um uh humanitarian stuff um mm -hmm. but i i definitely do miss the days where like you said it's like you clock out and you're done right mm -hmm. like it's yeah Content creation. I mean, here we are. It's nine eleven uh, on a uh, Thursday night, and yeah. Yeah. you know we're all three getting together for a multi-hour podcast uh, to talk about more content creation. You know, it's it's like this job is if you want to be successful in it. And this is something that I guess you could talk about. That most well, I guess Mike, all of us know about this. Is this job never sleeps? Yeah. Don't no. do it. That's my that's my advice. Don't do it. uh, <laughs> it's like you know what it is. It's like sports, where like you grow up and everybody thinks they could be an athlete or they think they can be the top guy, and it's and you're Dude. like it's not even one percent that make it. It's less than one percent, and then you see the guys at the top and it looks so fantastic, and you're like I want to do that. So you invest all this time and resources into getting there. But if you don't make it, you're like, where does that skill set go? Yep. <laughs> like, can that's, I translate that's how that I became anything? a poker dealer? Pretty much. Yeah. I I oh. went went to played college baseball and you know, some of the guys that I played against made it to the pros, but I was nowhere close. Like high school, I was a I was a G, got to college and I was batting a hundred. I didn't know I needed glasses. That was a big part of it, but that was uh you put so much effort into that. Cause I was, I was one of those people, right? Like I, that was you my know, passion. You look that was like my a love. ball player now that you say it. I'm like, yeah, really? I see yeah. that. Yeah. Like that's the, so the interesting. hat that you see me wear sometimes. This was my college baseball hat. Oh, I didn't know this yeah. about you. Is, yeah. is that like a common thing even today? Like you need really good eyesight to be like a, a pro ball player. Well, I'm dude. I just couldn't, I couldn't see. And I didn't, I went from batting almost 500 in high school. I was 467 to 100 when I got to college. Oh. And the pitching was a lot better, but it wasn't that much better, right? So it was just, you can't see the ball. You can't hit it. You can't see it out of their hand. That's it. And I couldn't see far away. So like when it would come on top of me, it was almost like it was going faster. Oh, right? wow. Because I couldn't see it out of their hand. And yeah, it was, it was so bad. Do, like just a small question for you here. It, do like pro players today wear contacts and stuff or? Sure. They yeah. do? Okay. All right. Yeah, Interesting. Course. Yeah. Uh, listen, I don't know a lot about baseball, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know if that's like yeah. a, something you can't do. But no, I mean, you, you got to be able to see. Like, I've played hockey a, a few times. Like, I forgot my contacts because I, I played ice hockey as well and still play that today. And uh, I forgot my contacts a few times because you just wear your glasses and you don't notice you're wearing them. And I didn't bring my contacts with me. And you could like follow the play. So you kind of know where the puck is. <laughs> then all of a sudden it's on it's on top of you and you're like oh okay. that's got to so. be one of the hardest sports to play if your eyesight is not top notch like i can't i don't enjoy watching it on tv because 
I think only in like Canada do they stream it in 4K. So like mm. over here, anything less than 4K, you're like, is that the puck? Like, did they make it yeah. in the goal? Like, I have no idea what's happening. This year, it's better. So the, this year was the first year with ESPN, and uh, like as a like national holder of the the hockey games or whatever, and it was a lot. Yeah, so you could you mm-hmm. could follow it a bit better. But as someone who plays a lot, it it uh. You could you could follow the play easily with, with without even seeing the puck. I would know what's happening and where it is just based on the way the players are moving. I guess, yeah, but using the force, man. Man, <laughs> sports. Am I right, boys? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. sorry, hell guys. yeah. No, I just no. I ruined it. No, no, no. It's it's fine. I just it's it's funny. Level, you even seem like a bigger sports fan than me. Uh, I don't know if you are. Not no. really. Yeah, I'm. I'm not um, a sports I'm, fan at all. I'm in F1 right now. I'm very cool. like fair weather, where like I could spend a couple of years where I'm into football, and then like it's done for like five years, you know, and then I'm on to a different thing. I usually have enough time right now for like one sport, so F1's the sport that I'm into. I promise I won't derail the podcast too much. <laughs> I'm huge into F1 yeah, right so now. It's so fun. Yeah, it's so Max good. is gonna break like so many Who's... records this year. Are you a Red Bull fan? Uh, Max is just too, he, you gotta love him, man. Like, it's yeah. just, it's a great story. Um, I, I like most of the drivers, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those sports where you're not like, and you don't have like this animosity towards like the other teams, you know, occasionally yeah. like when like Lewis and Max were like neck and neck, it was tense and people were oh, like, yeah. either I'm a Lewis fan or a Max fan. And like when one would run the other off the road, it was like, yeah, people were, but at the end of the day, they all kind of like calm down and then they're like buddies again. You're like, okay, yeah. like they're just, they're athletes, man. And they're like trying to beat each other. And that's just what happens. Being a sports fan, I was like, okay, I have to choose a team. And my two favorite uh, drivers were Lando and, and uh, Ricardo. So I was like, I'll be a, a McLaren uh, fan. So that's kind of where I was like, I guess yeah. I'm a McLaren fan now. I was like, Lando they're, was like a streamer. exciting stuff right now too. Unfortunately, yeah. Ricardo, uh daniel is just not really it's you everybody oh, loves daniel. him you're just rooting for him but <laughs> it's like yeah <laughs> i have no i have no idea what you guys are talking about basically it's, uh, it's they this got guy. four wheels and uh they go around this track <laughs> oh okay so yeah. it, this is like some sort of vehicle is what you're talking yeah. about yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. okay okay it's a guy who like is really good and fell off basically and oh. yeah, he had everyone, two and everyone, feels, everyone loves him. Belt. Yeah. Oh man. Everyone loves him and he fell off. So you That's relate to him a lot, is what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> I'm in the process at the moment. <laughs> but no, That's cool. I think we I, I I would love to go back to the the like this is our our life. Like this is always something we're doing. For someone who's done it for so long, how do you keep your like with obviously not being able to do it perfectly because it's so difficult. But how do you keep that work? Are you saying life my content balance? isn't perfect, Mike? No, uh, uh, no, the work Mike? life balance. How you... dare you, Mike? Uh, no. So, um, basically, kids kept me in line. So, yeah. uh, my oldest kid is turning six really soon. So, I'm almost six years into being a dad now. And before, uh, my first kid was born. I was just basically like, well, we'll have kids and I'll just keep working like crazy yeah. and it'll be fine. I'm young. I have energy, whatever. And then like reality hits you when you have your kid and you're just like, oh my God. And then like, you're like, I have to do that thing called work-life balance now. And so I did. And 
it was it was and is tough like yeah. it's not i'm not like i don't have it all figured out even now you know it's like i'm trying stuff we're working with the algorithm we're coming up with new strategies all the time like yeah uh i feel just as beaten down and unaware of how my own platform works like i feel like as i ever did like youtube's always mm. fucking with their algorithm sorry i don't know if i can swear on here but no you're fine. Yeah, it's fine uh yeah it's youtube what am i saying they're yeah. always messing with their algorithm and then they're like oh you remember the way you made content for the last 10 years yeah that doesn't work anymore and you're like cool all right thanks guys <laughs> you know i'm not an employee so you're not really beholden to me or anything you know i just do this for fun yep so yeah it's it's tough man it just is tough um kids force me to have a work-life balance and so i'm appreciative of that on one hand and then whenever i see somebody who's like yeah i just put 18 hours into my content and it's great and i'm like super resentful of them because i'm like you sons of bitches <laughs> you don't know you know how many hours that's a what day? i used to do yeah that's what i used to do making my channel i remember clocking 18 yep. hour days you know and like that's just how you did it when you had endless energy and endless yeah. time and no responsibilities. I mean, minimal responsibilities, right? Uh, right. Because yeah, much different. Yeah. How many Damn. hours a week, day do you do you think you're spending nowadays? Um, let me see. I start. I haven't even calculated it in a while, but yeah, I start at seven pretty much in the morning, and then I go to like uh, three forty-five. And then if I need to do any pickup work in the evening, I will. But I'm pretty good about not doing it. So I'd say like maybe two nights a week, I'll do some work. And that could range from like one hour to like six hours, depending on how much pickup work I need to do. Right. And I've really just had to become more comfortable with like, like since I had kid, I had to get away from the video a day schedule. That's what I did basically up until that point was like one video every single day. Um, so I just had to get comfortable with not doing that anymore. And it, it hurt. It hurt financially. It hurts everything wise, you know, like it's, it's tough. So I've yeah. kind of had to like reorient how I make content around having less time. So. Mm. It, forgive yeah. me for asking because I'm pretty I'm pretty sure the answer is yes, but you're you're full time. You have been for a long time, right? Yeah, I got really lucky when I started. So um, let's see. I got married in 2010 and then uh, my wife wanted to go to graduate school in UC Irvine, uh, Southern California. And we were living in Oregon at the time. So we moved and. I sort of had this skill set. I wanted to be in game development uh, in college. They didn't have any programs for it at the time. So I just sort of like self-taught, built a portfolio, got a job at Electronic Arts, hated it, and then just went freelance. I was like, oh, my dreams are like over, like game development sucks. Uh, and then um, we moved back down to SoCal after I'd been like freelancing and then working at Xerox for a while. And I was like, well, Blizzard's going to be like a couple... Uh, like a 10 minute commute from where we are, I could try and get a job at Blizzard. That'd be awesome. Uh, and there's a couple other big studios around there. So I was like, either I make a really hard push to get into these companies and maybe work my way up from like QA or whatever, you know, and get the job that I finally want. Uh, or I do what I'm watching like some of these YouTuber guys do. Like Husky Starcraft was like a dude that I was watching all the time. Oh my God, I remember that, yeah. And it just so happened that, so I had saved up. It's so crazy to look back on it now because I'm like, 
this was insane to even try this, but like, I think I calculate, I had like three to four months of like rent and food that I could like work before I had to then either then like fully commit to trying to get a job. Right. Like, like that's how much I was like, okay, I can block out this chunk of time where I can just fully commit to YouTube. And if it's not going anywhere, then I'll just bail and I'll go back to like plan A, you know, or plan, mm -hmm. plan B. Um, and it just so happened that like Battlefield 3 was launching at that time. I was a lifelong Battlefield fan. Like that's probably, you know, was my favorite franchise has been. And I just, I was watching what the other Battlefield YouTubers were doing at the time for like Bad Company 2. There was almost no scene for it. Like there were some guys, but it was just like, it was the early days of YouTube. Nobody knew what they were doing. It was all super basic and lazy content. And so I just kind of like got a little inspiration from the big StarCraft guys, which was huge at the time, looked at some of the COD guys, and then I just went like full tilt with Battlefield and kind of captured that market. And within three, like basically what happened is I was making enough from it almost immediately where that, that three months turned into four months and then it turned into five months where I was like, okay, I'm making some money and then six months and then seven months and then it just got to the point where I'm like, hey, we're breaking even. Like, this is great. And then... From there, it just it just went crazy. So it grew really fast, and it was just sort of lack of uh, saturation, right? P if you wanted to record videos, gameplay video at that time, you didn't have OBS and like all nah. this. You had fraps, and when you turned it yep. on, it was like, do you want to record in like 640 by 480 and kill like 60% of your game performance? Yeah, like, like you'd be getting Remember Camtasia. Like, there was like so oh many. My just, God. Oh my yeah, God! Yeah, it was awful. so bad. And then you, and then to edit, you had to actually know video editing software, and it wasn't free, and like all this. So it was much harder from from every angle to get into YouTube there, aside from the fact that it wasn't saturated. And so that was kind of some of the benefits back then. Was just like I knew video editing, I knew the tech side of it. I could sort of get by with the crappy recording solutions that they had at the time and like make it work. So it was less competitive yeah. and, and that helped a lot. It's so interesting. It, it like your upcoming in content creation sounds so much like mine, honestly, like it just, it, but would you say, and like 10 years apart? Yeah. 10 years apart. It's so interesting. <laughs> Definitely. There's sort some of, like technical hurdles that were for you that weren't for me, but, um, a lot of the content yeah, but creation you have more competition, for, right? Yeah. yeah, right. You're in a right. saturated well, market, bro. I I wasn't. I wasn't in a saturated hmm. market when I started the Star Citizen scene. Literally, sure. I yeah. There was the directory when you went to it. It didn't even fill up the page full of streamers. Right. It was that low mm -hmm. at the time. Um, the best content in the game was people literally getting into the same group and shooting at each other like FPS guns. Like that was what people were doing, and that was like the premier content of Star Citizen at the time. And I looked at the category. I looked at the directory. There were some people I felt like were doing it really good. Some people I felt like I could do it better. And I was like, let's go, you know? But Burks, I got to ask, man, I, I got to interrupt you. But like, oh. even now, I cannot imagine trying to stream Star Citizen every day. Like, I know you do too, Mike. But like, I, I think, Burks, know. you've been at it longer. And like... I tune into you and you're like positive. You're not like yelling at the screen. You're not like cursing Chris Roberts name. I mean, you do comically, but like, 
you're you're in like this positive attitude. I'm like, there's no way on earth that I could make it like an hour, Bro. like in some of these situations and like keep my cool. Like I just you're coming into a market that you say is not saturated, but there's a good reason for it. Like, you're absolutely one, right. Viewership isn't like it's just not compare like if you're playing Fortnite, you know, it's right. not the same thing, right? Or yeah. whatever's big on Twitch. Um and and then two, you have to like create your own content. The game isn't making it for you. You're like you're like, I know, what if we tried to play Star Citizen where we start without a spaceship? Like that was a great video by the way. Thank and, you, like, man. Dude, we always talk about that video. That's so funny. It's a great concept and it's like Thank a you. perfect example of you being like, there's nothing here, so I'm gonna make something and like uh, just it feels like other streamers got it easy by comparison, where they're just like, I'm just gonna play uh, Call of Duty, you know? Totally. And, but yeah. you know what the cool part is? Is like I feel like that's where I've always thrived, is making, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's where the best content creators live. Not saying that that's me, because well, I, I feel like there are much better guy. content creators. But the best content creators make something from nothing, right? Or like mm -hmm. they, what I always say is I say that they um, overreact, right? to situations and stuff like something that would be sure. okay it's kind of cool is really cool you make it really cool is what i'm saying you know you make those moments special it's about creating moments and that's something that i learned to do really well in my category because i had to or i would just sit there twiddling my thumbs or like you know it, it, and mike's actually been streaming star system longer than me um but oh really mm -hmm, yeah yeah by a couple of years actually and what, like five years yeah Five? Is it really that? I thought it was like three. I'm pretty sure. Because I'm coming when up on I, I'm coming up on five. Like I I I'm at five. I have a I have a hundred month subs. So like I've been partnered for a long time. I, wow. I don't I think it was 2014. So it was 2013, 2014 was my first stream. Yeah. I meant I meant to look it up today. So like now eight and a half years. So you're like yeah, you're long. you're about four years ahead of me. Are you streaming mm. the hanger module? What are you streaming, dude? Yeah, we're, we were streaming <laughs> oh the hanger God. module. Yeah, man. I mean, the the whole Star Citizen was was so it it was still like everybody was so excited about what it could be. So there was always that <laughs> you can always have that conversation every day. It was it like, look at my ship. Changed, look, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the so same. What it it's is. just yeah. a different background now. That's all it is. It's the same thing <laughs> and. And the thing is, is people are starting to get more mad because they're like, as I don't they know, develop, dude. There were some years where I feel people were way madder than they are now. Oh, like, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to like but, 2017 or like 2018, and like sure. people were getting their pitchfork pitchforks out, <laughs> dude. But for me, it was like certain, like, uh, what I'm noticing is, um, people who traditionally were like happy with the game and, and it, it state entirely and, and you could say no wrong as the systems get developed, they realize that it might not be the game for them. Cause they always had this vision in their head of what it might be. Cause CIG yeah. is always so vague about what it is. Right. And it's then all of a game. sudden, exactly. And then right. when it's not, you start to see other people being like, what is this? Yeah. You know? So it, yeah, it's uh well, I think back, man, it's so funny that we're having this conversation. Cause I think back to, Last year at CitizenCon, us three were on a podcast. We were with Morph and we were talking about, you know, like what they had oh talked God, about and yeah. stuff. Do you guys remember? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So interesting. I forgot about it until now. Yeah. yeah, but it's like I think the hilarious thing for me is the running joke that I want to. I'm going to CitizenCon this year, and the running joke that I want to ask oh, people I'll see you is, there, man. "Oh, really? You're coming? Yeah. Awesome, How cool is it, dude? It's Everybody so but cool me is going." Yeah, oh, dude, it's so cool that they're giving us the javelin for going too, man. Uh, like, wait, don't you guys oh, already no, have level, a javelin? Level, level. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Mike. <clears throat> it's all right. It's Don't you guys already have a javelin? Now you're getting a second one. You know I'm missing. Mike, you can, have, Mike you can have my spare. It's fine, bro. <laughs> thanks, you can thanks, have my dude. spare. Don't worry. Can I be your yeah. co-pilot, guys? Can I yeah. fly in one of your turrets? <laughs> You can shoot. You can shoot the torpedoes. Don't worry. Engineering. Thank I you. don't want you coming out of engineering. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. I'll put out the fires. You've been demoted. But <laughs> the interesting thing is, in the running joke that I told people I'm going to ask at CitizenCon this year is, what's your favorite thing that they showed last year that's in game now? <laughs> the answer oh, is God. There's like nothing. You know. Oh. It, so my my thought is, what did they even show this year? Yeah, you know? if, like if how... they show pyro again, there will be like some torches being lit, and, like... and they will, they will, they will, they will show pyro. You know, I think it's... they have to show at least something, but it better not be like a main feature, right? It'd be like, Dude. oh look, here's a cool new thing on pyro, but not forty so, minutes of pyro footage, please. I I have a strong prediction that the main feature is going to be a squadron forty two vertical slice. I, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be the same one we saw years ago, but there will be no release date, and then the price increase will drop on the Pledge Store. Because <laughs> if you I don't know, you still, you still can't buy Squadron 42 on the Pledge Store right now. It's, yeah, that's pretty wild. It. Like, I mean, clearly there's a strategy behind it. Of course. Like, somebody didn't just like, whoops, I forgot to check the box when we published the new website update. Like... There's, well, they, there's they, a reason for it, but... Um, and they talked about yeah. it. They, they said it. they removed it for a price increase. They said that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but sorry. The fact I, I wasn't that sure the, if the you fact, were aware. No, I did catch that, and that's fine, because there's so much Star Citizen info that like, yeah. comes out in like 50 different channels. It's of easy course. to miss it. Um, but, yeah, I, if you're going to increase the price, why would you remove it? to Like, I mean, you could just take it down and put it back up, right? They're obviously planning for some sort of timed event. I think I agree with you on your prediction there. Like something squadron 42 is where they're putting all their resources. We pretty much know everything that's happening with the PU in terms of like right. where it's at. So what are they going to surprise us with? So it's kind of got to be squadron 42. And uh... unless it's going to be just a bunch of like, Hey, here's ideas we have that are coming three years from now. Kind of like what they did last year, you know, which mm -hmm. I have to imagine the best monetary strategy would be to do what we're talking about, which is they talk about Squadron 42, they show the resources yeah. that you're talking about, they put it in, and then they, they're like, hey, guys, here's the hype, you know? What, what do you guys think the chances are that there's a release date? Uh, that's what I was going to say. You can't do all this, and I, and I think not give a release date because if you want to do the hype thing there you have to do a release date to to make yeah. people be hyped about it now here's I'll the thing we 50, all know release 50. dates yeah release dates don't mean anything like cyberpunk did a release date uh you know like and then drop yeah, back starfield, uh, starfield did starfield, it yeah yeah they could they're looking what's that what's that um pirate game the mmo pirate game oh from ubisoft back yeah 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 <sighs> Uh, uh, skull and bones, skull and bones. Something, like that? something of that yeah 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 that yeah. one keeps getting pushed back too right and it's like these extremely challenging games that like yeah. like whoops we need another year or two don't, don't you guys feel and, like go ahead 
Well, because the the I keep seeing now it's on their personal accounts, but like CIG developers. Do you remember that tweet that was going around? That's like game development is hard and showing like cyberpunk apology, this apology, that apology from all these AAA companies. A bunch of CIG devs like quote tweeted it or quote reposted whatever it's called now uh, on on Twitter about it, and I yeah, was like, did. yeah. <laughs> so like I, I was. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's a it's an evil place. But the the uh, I, I yeah. I just think that they're they're looking at what other CIG has always wanted to be Blizzard, Bethesda. You know, like the they they look at themselves. You can tell that they like feel like they are them. In they a are way. Blizzard. Blizzard has like had so many like games Blunders. that have been like canceled <laughs> and what they, exactly. they kind of are Blizzard though. Their production quality with like their artwork and like the visuals mm -hmm. that you see, you're like, damn, these guys are like putting out some really nice looking stuff. It's just taking forever because I mean, yep. it's like imagine it's like the release and then the games Diablo games is like ten years. You know, yeah. like. It's it's pretty insane, right? I enjoyed Diablo, but it was like it wasn't like the greatest thing I've ever played in my life either, right? So well, it's because they're kind of remaking. They're not surprising you as much yeah. because you've played Diablo two, so and Diablo three and whatever. So you you've already seen it. So they're like, it's better, but like, I was very impressed by it. But I also recognize that it's I got jaded quicker because I've played it all before. You know, somebody coming into Diablo Four for the first time, never having that played was me. An act really? Yep. You I never, never played, played an Diablo action game. RPG? Oh wow. Nope. I uh I watched a lot of streamers, so I'm familiar with it, sort of. So I like yeah. I watch a lot of streams of games that I don't play. Well, hang on. And what level did you get to before you're like you put it down? I, I don't think I've put it down completely yet. Like I do want to play season one a little bit and change, but yeah. I was I finished the campaign and I was level 50. Like that's basically okay. when I was like, cause I went barbarian and it got. Oh, you nerfed. just got easy. No, it got nerfed so bad that like, I wanted oh. to do whirlwind barbarian. Cause I thought it was really fun and it was, I've never played it before. So I'm not, I don't know all the little, you know, intricacies. So I ended yeah. up having like getting kind of hard. Like I struggled actually towards the end of the campaign with that build. And I had to change to like rent and, and, switch around a little bit to be able to beat the bosses and stuff so i was like this sucks because that's what turned me off is like my build didn't work the way mm. I, I wanted it to gotcha it got it was fun it to got nerfed like three times like from like zero to like 40 it was fun to really experiment with your builds mm -hmm. and then after you hit like a certain point you're like oh there's a lot of like i gotta switch out gear now and i gotta like uh like once you get into the paragon board or whatever it's called i think that's what mm -hmm. it's called like if you're like trying to switch your build up, you're like, all right, give me like 30 minutes and I'll like, I need to switch skills around. It just gets too crazy at certain gotcha. points. And even the devs recognized it and you're like, cool. After they like add in all the features, they say they're going to add in. This will be great. But you're like, that'll be like, but six, then I'm already bored months from now. Yeah. I don't know. There's I'm already definitely going to come. I burned myself out on it for sure, but I will be coming back. I know when like some of those quality of life features are in where I'm not like, like stressing about playing around and trying different mm. builds and stuff. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. I haven't played. Yeah. Perks just plays Star. This guy doesn't. This guy Dude, only plays Star Citizen. I can't. I, I can't motivate myself. Right uh, no, but I played Divinity, and Divinity yeah. uh, Two is what I played, and um, I've heard really good things. I've heard really it good things cool. about. I'm not game. gonna play it, but I'll watch some people play it a little bit. Same. 
I, because, I know it's not my type of game. Yeah, I, I'm a big D&D enjoyer, actually. Like, I would be in a campaign right now if I had someone who was hosting one for me, you know? like uh, um, I was going to say, but, would you host? I would join you because I've never played any of this. I would, you seem I would like say you'd be that a good be dungeon fun. master. I think I would be, too. But the thing, here's the thing, right? Is And, dude, this is actually no joke, dude, Mike. Dude, you could play D&D with this? Chris. I did. Chris is a D&D guy. Dude, Wait, what? You, know, you know what's so funny is me and Mike talked about this. But, but like, before I started the podcast, what I really wanted to do was start a D&D group and, like, stream it every week, like Critical Role. Because uh, yeah. I feel like it's a really underutilized market. And um, I think it'd be it's really fun to do. coming back right now, man. You got well, the movie. You got Baldur's Gate. Absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But, you know. And here's no, what okay. happens. Here's what happens. People start groups. They get a month in. And then you never see them again. So yeah. if you could get a magic group of like five people or so to consistently stream once a week or do what we're doing, play offline and then upload it once a week. Um man there is a huge market for that and i think it'd be so much fun but the problem is getting those people in the same room or i guess you know doing something like we're doing yeah like where you're oh but it's it's a constant like battle a, um, i'm waiting for this to happen because it's just money on the table for people who like money but like um there's like these this like legendary hollywood group of like D D players uh, that like all get together and it's like, you know, it's like all these top talented people with like great personalities. I'm like, if they just oh, like recorded actors, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Like actors. Um, I'm like, if they just put a camera up there, man, that would be like the biggest like show ever. You know, I'm just absolutely, I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen. You know, I'm because surprised it's... more actors don't like try and try and do that a little bit. Yeah. Cause it's fun. And that's why I would watch Boulder's Gate rather than play it is because someone who knows what they're doing and is fully committed to it would be really fun to watch. The same way yeah. I, I feel like it'd be fun to watch something like that. But, um, man, honestly, it's just too much logistical challenge, you know? Mm. Without, it's a lot of with, setup, let me Without an end cap, right? If you capped it and said, oh, it's going to be four weeks, it's going to be six weeks, it's going to be whatever. I feel like pe you could get people to commit, but if you're like, hey, guys, we're going to do this for the next five years, you know, people will be like, oh, listen, I don't know about that. But... The critical role guys stay so motivated because, the, I mean, they're making so they make more money than any <laughs> yeah. other yeah. channel yeah. on when Twitch. When you're getting paid to play D and D, yeah, uh, the incentive is there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they're getting paid more than all three of us combined a month. Yeah, you know, yeah. yearly. I, I mean, I, I guess I don't know how much you make, level, but um, they're making great money. I'm sure they're making insane amounts. Yeah, yeah. insane amounts. So I think that's why. D and D came after, or what? Wizards of the Coast owns D and D, right? I think. Yes, and there was a lot of the uh, there was a lot of controversy. They started over coming that as after. Well. Yeah, what did they come I, after them for? I think well, it they was... didn't come after them specifically, but I think it was because they're making so much money that <sighs> Wizards that has a history like, of this crap, man. They were like, trying to really aggressive. Mm -hmm, they were trying to say that D and D podcasts and content creators needed to give a portion of their money to them i think is what and a, happened and a lot like was a, we're not a talking lot of a small portion yeah, yeah it, it was like it was like 50 percent or something yeah i'm, I'm really around that i have to look what it do up what they think they are nintendo like <laughs> come on guys man was it, is, does nintendo still enforce that craziness where they want yes. like 30 percent if you play a nintendo game on youtube or something 
I, I never heard of this, but man, Nintendo yeah, no, I think hates that's, their it, fan Mike, base. Mike, is that still happening? It's it's wild. It's like I'm such pr- draconian sure. era. Like, you're like, do you want marketing for your pro- free marketing for your product? They're like, no. <laughs> they do okay. not crazy. Care. And yeah. I know this is a little different, but there was someone who was modding like Nintendo consoles. And, you know, I guess that's, you know, it's not, it, it, listen, you know, when it comes to cheating or modding stuff, I think totally fine if it's single player. I don't have any, any problem with that. You know, I, yeah. I only have an issue with that when it becomes, um, you know, whatever. And I think like maybe the caveat to this was these people were like, quote unquote, jailbreaking the, um, you know, the consoles. And so they were getting like free games and stuff. But man, this guy got sentenced to like 25 years in prison. What? And hold on. He owes no. like, it's like tens of millions of dollars. And they legally will be taking his paycheck basically until he dies. It's How wild. Did the judge, like, you know, like slam down the gavel on that one. That seems so insane. Yeah, I don't maybe, know. Maybe this guy was just like the biggest a hole in court or something. The judge maybe. Was like, All right, just get him out of here. Twenty five years. You know? Maybe it's more egregious than I I know. But man, I yeah. remember seeing that, and like the first headline I see is Nint- or cheater gets ch- cheater or like hacker gets banned and sentenced to like prison and like pays all this money. And then I did a little more investigating, and it was like, oh, he was like modding consoles. Like, okay, like, yeah, I get that. That's bad. But, like, man, $20 million in 20 years in prison? That's kind of crazy. Maybe um, maybe he made, like, millions of dollars. Maybe he did. It. Like, I don't know. Maybe he did. I, I'd read up on it. Yeah, I'd like to read up on it before I'm like, this guy is innocent. It's you scum, know? Like, or this guy is great. It's, it's easy yeah, to normally, hop on the normally fuck speaking, Nintendo train, honestly. Yeah, yeah. No, those, those big companies are kind of wild like that, and... They employ such bad tactics sometimes where you're like, don't you just want people to like showcase your thing? Like it will translate into sales. It's like <laughs> prove it's like factual that it will like make you more money than like trying to put some sort of like percentage cut of anybody who plays your game. Now they're not going to play it because it's crazy hard to make money on like YouTube or Twitch or whatever, let, let alone we're paying like a huge percentage to those platforms and then you want a percentage on top of that is wild stuff you're like no i'm gonna go play call of duty or like fortnite you know absolutely like, yeah yeah mike why, why don't people want people showcasing their stuff it's wild dude like <laughs> uh, I, I don't know i see what you're doing there man so i'll i'll bring this up uh, have <laughs> you guys you said that it's so funny man yeah, but the one... I was thinking the same thing. I knew this is where we were going next. Uh, I assume you guys have seen the a little bit of the React meta drama with XQC, Hassan, and others, uh, and even a tiny little bit maybe with myself. The um, what like we've kind of talked about it a little bit between Burks and I on the podcast. So level like what are are your feelings on all this, especially as a YouTuber, because a big thing about the drama is um, a, a reactor watching the YouTube content on Twitch, but yeah. then the issue is more posting it on YouTube and uh, the algorithm seems to pick up the react more than the original content is what people feel. Well, yeah. I think important, I, I don't know how much you know or saw a level, but also something important is that uh, there's, you know, two types of people who are reacting and the original drama came from XQC reacting to something. He was just eating the whole time, didn't say a word. And then yeah. someone else posted one where he, he started a video and he goes, he goes, 
<laughs> How did he just phase out the window? Did you see that? Yeah. That and literally just walks off. Doesn't say so, a word. And was he's that gone. posted on was that posted on YouTube yeah. then? No. And so he's no. making that wasn't no, no, that wasn't. one wasn't. That one no, wasn't. Okay. I can get I can give more context to this. Okay. Because it just happened today. Is he goes oh. back and looks at the video and he goes, anytime I have to get up. I, I usually yell, this is an, the XQC situation. He goes, I usually yell, editors don't post this because I there's that that's insane. And uh, he's like, I, I must not have because everyone's making a big deal about this. So I must have forgotten and I apologize. Gotcha. But, yeah. But then but then his chat starts going, You did, you did, you did. He looks back, it was never posted. And everybody is making this comment about mm. this specific video, and it's this gotcha. specific video started the whole thing. But it's it. It's you know, still I've, ta I've talked to some other people. Tons yeah. of people do it, so it's it's not just. I, that's my that's but my fault. It's also watching it. It's also watching it on your Twitch channel too, right? Where there's mm. it's not just uploading it on YouTube. I think a lot of people yeah. are taking every angle they can to make yeah uh, XQC re and Asan or reactors look as bad as possible yeah. here. Because they just don't like them, but there's obvious issues that yes. are that are a thing. Right? I think I think legally, um, there's definitely stuff that these people could get sued for 100%. and lose very very quickly. Because if you, we've probably all read the FTC guidelines mm -hmm. on fair use and stuff like that, and they are guidelines. There aren't. That's the that's the crazy thing about fair use stuff is you just basically have to take it to court and see if it holds up. There's not like, oh, you can show X amount of seconds of this before you have to cut away. Like, there isn't a strict set of rules. They're just guidelines based on what has and hasn't held up in court before. With the React videos, um, it's very easy to make a case where, say, somebody like Salty Mike takes, like, a level cap video and then reacts to it and then make some silly comment about like uh, giving the devs a pass on um, making death too punishing or something like that in the game. Mm -hmm. And like, but it's, it's just watching my video and technically the FTC says you need to be um, transformative with the content. Right. Yes. But the problem is, is nobody needs to go and watch my video after they see your video because exactly. they've seen my whole video there. So like, you know you couldn't like put up Jurassic Park on YouTube and like have yourself in the corner because Universal or whoever owns Jurassic Park would sue the shit out of you like immediately or like mm -hmm. have YouTube take it down. People aren't getting sued right now because it's all YouTubers and content creators who are like, oh, I don't have like a hundred grand to launch a lawsuit against you, but it will start happening and. I think what's going to be tough about it is it's going to it's going to become the wild west I think for a little bit and then the platforms are going to have to make more rigid uh rules for what you can do because I fully believe in reactionary and review style content like I love movie reviews I like book reviews I like game reviews but when you watch a movie review, they don't show you the whole movie and be like, that scene was stupid, you know, and then mm. like go to the next scene like that scene was also stupid. You know, like they give you like you have to watch the movie to know what they're talking about. Really? You still have yeah. to go watch the movie or don't watch it if it's a, if the movies if the review is bad. But um, 
if you make that content, because I found myself, and this is when I really started to realize, I was like, oh, this is bad, is when um, I think uh, just uh, I was flipping through a newsfeed or something, and I ended up watching like Asmogold react to this other guy's Diablo 4 review. Um, and this guy. The redhead man, guy. Yeah, yeah. It was a great <laughs> review. It was awesome. fantastic. He put hundreds of hours into the game. And like this dude is like on point. He's probably one of the most knowledgeable and well-spoken people to actually address this. But I'm not watching his content. I'm watching Asmogold's content. And Asmogold added very little to it. He would just pause it from time to time and be like, I agree. Like, totally. Like, yeah. And then like play, you know? And you're like, Mm, this is definitely like if this guy wanted to sue Asmogold and be like, hey, you're stealing my views, you're like doing all this stuff, he would probably win that case. So I. That's so funny. I think people, I, if they want to do a React video, they need to start doing it in a way where you don't get to see the person's React video if you're watching their reaction, right? It's what do like, you mean? Well, like, um,. Maybe more like a like okay. The early days of YouTube, they did have React videos that were not the same thing because people are actually afraid of getting striked by content creators. I don't know why they're not afraid anymore, but it's because inter-channel or inter-platform striking is less easy to do. Maybe to strike from YouTube to Twitch Mm. or something like that. I'm not sure, but um, people will get striked a lot back in the day if they showed too much of somebody else on screen because uh there's you know they would cite the like oh you're using my face my voice this stuff i can strike your content and then it was like i remember that too yeah the only way you could get your video back was by basically taking them to court and so Mm -hmm. people just wouldn't you know so all youtube did was be like oh yeah this guy's face and voice is in the video that he says it's in so we're gonna demonetize it or give you a strike for it and if you and you guys can settle it in court and we'll just kind of go from there so basically people wouldn't do it because they're afraid of getting striked now i'm not sure why it's not happening as much anymore maybe because it'd be bad publicity or something there's no, also an argument I, to be made that like i think it's the H3 talking thing. about this guy made me like aware of this guy so like i might have not seen this guy's review had uh, a post from Asmogold highlighted it to me. So there's like, yeah, you could make that argument, but um, if ultimately at the end of the day, I'm not going and watching his content, which is fueling the other content, then you're creating competitive content <laughs> with the other person's content, which is a big no-no. Um, that, so you so have to make your content that? not competitive, right? It has to be not the same type of content. So I will, I'll address what the last thing you said, but before I do the... Um, that specific scenario, I had the exact opposite experience is I saw Asman's video the first time I saw him and I was like, I'm now subbed to Darth, uh, now his name's escaping me. It's a Darth like monetization or something like that. I don't know the name. I just, he's the red haired guy and I'm clicking on every Diablo video watching it. And Mm -hmm. like, that's my, uh, Darth microtransaction, by the way, that's that's his name. And I'll, I watch all his videos now. He's like, that's my Diablo guy. So, like, I had the opposite experience, and I'm sure that that happens somewhat. Well, what do you mean opposite? No... So you watched him, and then you saw Asmogold's no, reaction? No, I watched. I saw the Asmogold reaction that you probably did, and now yeah. I'm subbed to that guy, and I watch yeah. all his videos. But yeah. there's no way that I, I'm – but I am in agreement with you, as there's no way that that's um, – uh, it working well enough 
in the favor yeah. of that person. But I, and I also know that person loves that Asmongold reacts to his videos because it yeah. did help him yeah. and he grew. But it, at some point, that growth stops instantly. And if the more videos he reacts to, the less effective it is. And mm -hmm. all you, there's so many problems with it. And yeah, I the never way, came the to way the realization. I envision this working in a better way where because because to me, I'm I guess I was lazy and I was like, oh, I'm not going to go sub to this guy because mm -hmm. whatever I'm doing something and I didn't have time to click on it. But I remember later thinking, like, I don't remember what that dude's name is. <laughs> and I can't find this thing again. So mm -hmm. like he basically well, never didn't got make my it attention. easy. Asmund, I didn't know what his name was either. So yeah, Asmund yeah, didn't yeah. make it easy to find that yeah. channel as like but for whatever youtube worked in my favor where i i was served his video one another yeah. video of his instead of an asmin video in that mm -hmm. case so i maybe got lucky there mm. but i didn't sub to him from that video yeah. right so and that's the argument you're making and, and it's fair but yeah. the real thing i want to touch on and and i didn't come to this realization until really today is that the way I've reacted to videos and the way I felt I was being transformative is um, watching the video, pausing and and adding context and adding commentary and and adding a lot to it. And like I had a video that I watched today that was eight minutes long and my video or my react of it was 35 minutes. I had a lot to say. And in my yeah. in my view, that was transformative. But then because of all this drama, I, I did see uh, Hassan talk about it. And he talks about how they're like, Hassan's a, a different beast because he lets anybody use his streams and they can post it on YouTube freely. He doesn't strike them or nothing. And these people aren't doing th transformative things. So if he watched a video on his live stream with the intention of posting it on YouTube, it might have some dead parts or it might not be very transformative from the Twitch standpoint. But then it, when he put, when Hassan posted on his main channel on YouTube, it's very much more of those uh, commentary channels from back in the day on YouTube, right? Where it wasn't the whole video that was shown necessarily uh, when Hassan is talking, it's most of his camera and it's more edited. And mm -hmm. I was thinking uh, that, if I'm going to continue to do this, that it has to, I have to do more than what I'm currently doing. Mm. And, but, and then I think it's more fair use, but I still, we've talked about it on the podcast before. I, I'm a thousand percent behind revenue sharing or something like that with, with these things. Yeah, I think it, it's, it's hard because it's such a gray thing now, right? Because, okay, we've always had, We've had more established rules for how you can do review content on stuff mm -hmm. without like in, without uh, infringing on the the actual original content or making invalidating it in a way. Mm -hmm. So it's like you'd almost have to come up with a percentage of something where it's like, OK, like you can use like 20, 20 percent of the person's original content based on what you're adding to it or, or something, you know, like there has to be a reason still to go watch that person's content after you do a react video like if you do a react video and somebody's like there's no reason for me to go watch this person's original content i think that's a fundamental problem with it because you've just 
taken their content and you've been like, yeah, I transformed it, but I also invalidated it at yeah. the same time where I watched Asmogold's uh, view of the uh, reaction to his review, review, and I don't have to watch his review because Asmogold's reaction was like maybe five minutes longer or something. I don't know how much he added to it, but it wasn't that much longer. So I'm like, I'm not going to go watch this guy's review because I just watched it. Right. So right. there needs to be some sort of like, OK, this is the established way that we think is an OK way to do react content where the person will still might be interested in going and seeing the original video where they could be like mm. they might have to describe a bunch of the content that they saw or what they heard. Right. Like you could show an example, which is what they do in like a movie review, like. Uh, and then the characters build up to this giant thing and then this happens and then they show a quick clip of something an example, whatever. And then it cuts back to the dude in front of the camera. I watch a bunch of movie reviews, so they're mostly like this. It's like a dude talking animatedly into a camera with like a red background or something. And then like they'll show little clips of it, right? And it's like, if you want to do React video like that, cool. Like it takes more mm -hmm. work and it's a bit more time or whatever, but that's how they kind of were a bit more in the earlier days of YouTube. And they've kind of transpired into this, what I would call... I'm not saying your content is lazy, Mike, since you added like 35 minutes onto like an eight minute video. Uh, but, but maybe it, not. I, I didn't do that but, on your weapon review. Yeah. Right. But uh, right. But also so it's, it's like, not uh, for everything. If I spend eight hours making an eight minute video uh, and then you spend one hour making a 35 minute react video like it's there's a problem there's an inherent problem there right especially if that person then doesn't have to come watch the video i make i think that's See, the key oh go can ahead. i go oh yeah i was yeah. just gonna say i don't i'm not seeing the big deal with the person not watching the original video if youtube sets up the parameters right right mm -hmm. because how i see it is you know let's say you make a video level right and i react yeah. to it pound for pound and maybe I do what Mike's doing. I stop, I watch it. You know, I talk about it, blah, 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 whatever. Let's say you get 10K views on the, the video. I know that's like well below what you typically get. But yeah, let's but say, it's easy to let, do the math. Yeah, let's, let's say yeah. you get 10K views. Well, I upload my video of me reacting to it. And just like it asks, like, is this video for kids? Like, it asks you, is this a React video? And then it makes you type in the video the in the URL. channel. And when that would someone, be cool. When someone That's watches that want. video, what I want is for that that view to count for the original video. Because mm -hmm. if it's if it really is content like Mike's making or, you know, like a lot of reactors are making where they're watching the whole video from start to finish, I feel like that should count as a view for the original video. And you can still show the view count on the React video too. And then you split the ad revenue, maybe 50-50 there's a subscribe button that's baked in somewhere for the original video maker on the page, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like I like all that. Of a sudden, and I think going a step further and allowing the original content, when you publish, you have a little checkbox that says, yeah. allow reacts, allow reacts. That yes. way, if somebody wants to be really protective, absolutely. Something they spend a ton of time on. They're like, I only want people watching it here and not somewhere else. TikTok does that. Don't check that. Right. You can turn yeah, to us like a on really good that. solution. And that way, has the tools what's, for what's happening is now we are rewarding people for getting more eyes on the video, right? My audience may never click on a level cap video ever, but because I brought them in, you're benefiting from it. 
they yeah. you may have gained fans because it were again you said Asman didn't make it easy for them to find this guy. YouTube Not makes it case. easy. And the problem is though, this is such a good idea. I feel like YouTube won't implement it unless the there is like a serious sway, like sway in the community for it. Because or like lawsuits start happening, the community gets destroyed over it. And it almost might be too late by then. But man, the the ecosystem right now for reacts is so large i feel like man it would be a slam dunk um yeah you would literally get more views overall and then maybe it doesn't you like seem like it would even be that difficult for them to code in like i mean sure. these giant platforms move so damn slow and i don't know why like they're you see small dev teams and small studios like doing all this crazy stuff really quickly and then like these giant corporations are like we added a feature three years later. Uh, I was yeah. listening to like Elon talk about like the Twitter. Or it wasn't Elon. I was listening to a woman who had quit Twitter after kind of the takeover or whatever, who was not bad mouthing Elon. It was actually really interesting to hear her chat about it, but she was like a higher up exec. And she was like, it would take us years to get basic stuff done. There were so much mismanagement, so much disorganization, all this stuff. And she's like, for all the like dumb things Elon has done, like, I got to appreciate the fact that he's been able to like roll out all these features, like just after taking over the platform. And like, I think there's just too much of that. So like as yeah. nice as it sounds with YouTube to like be able to implement these features, like what are we looking at? Like two years from now, you I know. know after like, this should be like a week for a prototype and then like a month of Q and a or you just testing it, making sure it works and then roll it out. Like there's no yeah. reason that that should yeah. take any period of time they've got so much damn money and so much talent over there it's like just let them do it just well, look do at it. youtube streaming for example right look how long yeah. it's taking oh, for man. them to fix that or make it yeah the uh, quality better. is great the quality visual is great. quality yeah, is fantastic absolutely. and that's about the only thing that youtube streaming does better than twitch you know basically twitch does everything else better and you're like, yeah okay. and i know people have some extensions and stuff to like make chat better like ludwig of course, like made his own chat extension to try to emulate Twitch better. Um, I don't remember the name of it. I wish I can. Yeah, I forget it as well. But one of his one of his mods made it for him, and mm. um, he like begged him. He was like, "Please use this. Please use this." And he finally caved and was like, "This is amazing." And now I think a bunch of people use it on their stream. Um, oh, I'll have to look. I'll have to look up that. I forget the name yeah, of it. I stream yeah, on you, YouTube. Yeah, you could you could probably find it. Um, but it's it, it helps make the and i don't know if it's like locked like only him and like his friends can use it or if anyone can use it but um yeah it, it's definitely something that it's I for think everybody increase, oh it is yeah okay yeah because good. it was because the, the experience for twitch chat isn't only good for the streamer right it's for the people watching so yeah it's, uh, of course that that was the idea behind it yeah. but okay that's but it is annoying that one dude makes this and like yeah. youtube is like mm, streaming YouTube can't do it like, yeah you're just no. like come on yeah. guys Be and yeah. that's the crazy thing to me because it's like youtube would have taken over i think they we'd all be streaming on youtube today if they would have implemented this stuff 12 months ago because yeah. i think that the ecosystem is just so much better over on youtube in terms of mm -hmm. discoverability and then like you have shorts already connected i know twitch is like trying to do their own kind of shorts thing now um, who knows if that's going to be good, right? Too little, too late, probably. Yeah, but we'll a little see. bit. People don't go to Twitch for vods, is the thing. But streaming is such an easy thing when you're already on YouTube. You're like, 
Sure, I'll click on this guy's stream. I was going to watch a video, but Captain Burks is streaming, so I'll I'll just watch that. Exactly. You know, like it's it's set up for it. But when you go to Twitch, you're not like you're not looking for edited content, and there's no interface that really drives you towards it or facilitates it in any way. Nope. I think YouTube's done a decent job of kind of combining it all together in a way that's like fairly accessible you know and then mm -hmm. you subscribe to somebody you're like i like this dude's videos and then all of a sudden it's like oh he's streaming now you can watch him now and you're like oh i didn't know he streamed cool i'll watch that you know and like it's well, just not, it is a good idea they just don't have the simple stuff taken care of which is wild and i think yeah. that the thing that's crazy to me is that most likely the the culprit of the reason that they haven't updated yet is because they feel like they don't need to and the reason why, most people don't know this, YouTube crushes Twitch in terms of live streaming content. That, they crush yeah, that just them. came out this week. They, in terms of like hours watched, viewers, all this stuff. destroy them. The, literally, it's not even close. Now, Twitch is number two by a long shot, right? Everyone else below them is way below them, right? Like yeah. Kick, Rumble, all these is that, sites. Is that like because YouTube is like streaming it's non-gaming and twitch yes. is yeah non-gaming okay, okay. non-gaming like founded a bald, itself on gaming it's like a yeah. bald eagle nest and five thousand people are watching it or uh, i'd be curious like to see what youtube gaming music. versus twitch views are you know because like yes. if you just look at the gaming game streaming on youtube versus twitch that'd be an, a metric i'm a little more curious about game streaming Definitely. is lower it's lower by i think it was like I forget the exact number, but it was it was lower by like it's a third of what Twitch has based on the graph, if yeah, I remember significant right. Significant number. Yeah, it's like a third. But if you count non-gaming content, it's like yeah. I mean it tanks it. Like it's more than double. Um, and so I think that that's probably why YouTube feels the need to not change. And it's uh, a conversation that I brought up in the past of like you know why Twitch doesn't feel like they need to. Um, they need to make changes to the Twitch sub, you know, and benefit people and, and, and push that in different ways. And the reason why is because they feel like it works for them. That's their main monetization method, right? So like, why would they change something that they feel like works? You know, it's like, they don't want to mess with their revenue stream is probably yeah. what's happening. It's, it's hard to know, man. Cause like, um, I've streamed on Facebook before too. I had that, like they're giving out contracts to do like a year of streaming. And like, I did take one of those contracts with them and Facebook gaming right now is like crashing and burning worse than I've seen any wow. other platform screw up before. It is, it's wild. I, my my Facebook account, which has like over a hundred thousand followers, whatever has been demonetized uh for a flag that says i've uploaded somebody else's content which probably was somebody else uploading, uploading my yours. content and yeah. then either it auto flagged me or they're like or that asshole flagged me and then i've been trying to get it re-monetized and i've been on the phone literally with somebody uh, on facebook and they were like uh we don't have access to the monetization tools so uh hang on they're like trying to like figure it out and they're like you're gonna have to like you're actually gonna have to talk to instagram about this and i'm like i don't do instagram and they're like okay so you're gonna need to like link an instagram account and then use their support system and i'm just like you guys are out of your minds like like <laughs> i've never seen such that a like terrible. poorly established like zuckerberg's talking about inter inventing internet 2.0 and you're like can you get Facebook working, dude? Like, come on. Sounds like, like Star Citizen, so... bro. 
Oh my god. Yeah, I think they just get so big and bloated and like complex and somebody's like I need to make a change and then you have to Oh yeah, the like the thing that the Twitter exec said, she was like, "Yeah, we just wanted to like um reach out to collaborate with somebody and we had to get approval from like four executives and it took like a month and all this crap and just and that's just to like have a meeting and discuss something with like a content creator or somebody, you know, and th you're just like, what? Like, that's what it takes to have like an executive meeting with like all this approval and like BS bu bureaucracy, you know, and you're just like, uh, yeah, I feel dude. bad for all these giant companies and people working in them and having to go through all that stupid stuff. Sucks, bro, man, because I feel like there's be so much more opportunities for creators and for, better platforms for us and viewers right like people who consume content if, wait you're uh, not going to kick you know uh, <laughs> i mean bro if they if they send the money over i'm gone yeah yeah i saw that that twi that streamer's face light up when they were talking about like dropping oh my god mil. he was like really like i'll take some of that that'd be great dude they're talking about we... they're gonna do a lot of a lot of uh smaller contracts too so it sounds like they might do something similar to the facebook thing where they were, they were handing out a lot of contracts for Facebook, they might do something similar. But for me, it's more about the, like, they seem to be making, like, those changes more quickly over there than anything. And and out of the three of us, That's I'm true. probably probably the most against uh, going to that spe uh, specific platform, if even if it's, like, amazing, just because of uh, some morality things in the industry that I was in and, and knowing the uh, pitfalls of it. And, um, that's, uh, that's for me, I still can't, it's hard for me to get behind something like that. But at the same time, if they continue to innovate a little bit and start doing better things than Twitch, there's, there's an argument for streamers to start going over there. But right now I, I a lot of the vibes that I get from people going over there, there's, there's very few people that are like man, this platform is better because uh, anything other than they're making more money. And, yeah. you know, it's just like they were small and, and, and they're, you know, maybe had between five to 50 viewers on Twitch and that five to 50 viewers is, you know, they were all very supportive, but now that support means so much more. And that seems to be the com conversations around it for the most part right now, but We'll see what happens. A couple you know? of edge cases, people break out in a category they were trying yeah. to on Twitch and they they are having success on Kick, but that's not everyone. And man, this is like what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast is people see these opportunities. They see the, you know, the big leagues and they go like, I could do that, you know? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's how I was, to be honest. And I think you have to have a bit of that attitude in order to make it as a creator. You know, you have to be like, I could do that. Like I could be better. I could, I could you know, do that, but differently, you know, whatever, like I could be that guy. Um, but man, like, I feel like kick is probably has not just probably they have pulled over a lot of people and it probably kind of hurt them a little bit. They, you know, were hopeful moving over. They moved over lower viewership, lower support, and then they go back to Twitch the next week because you know, they, they're not pulling the same numbers or the same support or the same chatters and they go back and now their numbers have dropped on Twitch too, because they told everyone they were moving to kick, you know, um, <clears throat> it's got it, got to be tough for people of that size, you know, to, to transition. I mean, it'd be tough for any I one of us. It. Yeah. It'd be tough for me and Mike. I know yeah. your primary yeah. thing isn't streaming, but 
It'd be tough for any of it. I bet if I went live on kick next week, just did a, a test stream, posted that I was going live, whatever, I bet I'd get less than 100 viewers. I bet I'd bet my. How many people are watching Star Citizen on kick? You know, it's already <laughs> such a niche I'm pretty game. sure zero. On look such a niche platform, somebody's going to be like, look what game is this? Like, those are going to be your viewers on kick as people discovering Star Citizen for the first time. They'll be like, what? Well, the, the browse category is probably so low, people would never find it. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. people would have to be looking for the content. I think uh, about a month ago, I had this discussion with my chat, and they said the top streamer had, like, 13 views. And, All right, we um, got two, four, six, eight, nine streamers. One of them has zero viewers, so let's call it eight. Uh, the top streamer has 15 viewers right now. Um, and the Which whole category has a total of 50. crazy for Star Citizen, because, like, what does Star no. Citizen mm. actually break down to on, like, Twitch? Is, like, the top guys will be getting, like, uh, several hundred, usually. And yeah, it then, depends. And then right it now is a low quickly season. drops off to like, you know, in the tens, right? Like you don't have to scroll far to to find people who have only got a handful of viewers. But yeah, yeah. Which is why I tell people Star Citizen's a great category to grow your stream in. But you're not you're not wrong, man. You got to like, be able um, to make the content, you know, like we talked about once earlier. You, once you've been in the game long enough too you can you can tell when somebody's gonna make it like right away you're like this person's got what it takes they're gonna make it they're in the right place at the right time it's gonna go well for them that that was uh, burks i called out burks a long long time ago i i remember saying it on my stream and it's starting like kind of well it's definitely become true i was like this is going to be the biggest streamer or creator entirely in the space I, yeah. I said it on my stream and and this was when Burks maybe had like a hundred viewers. I don't know how many you had at this time. Let me know because you'll know there. your numbers. You'll know your num numbers better than I did. This is this is one thing that he did that I thought was like really good and was like, okay, he he's figured it out. Is yeah. the the when the Idris came out the first time, Burks was made a a stream and YouTube con I'm pretty sure YouTube content Burks. Yeah. Of you know, world first, we destroyed the Idris. And it was like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like all the, you know, the, like the key things to like draw people in. And I'm like, he gets it. I, at the time, great idea. I think it was a great idea at the time. Bro, I'm embarrassed about that video now though, because- It doesn't matter. No, a hundred percent. I was riding the wave. No, you're you're absolutely right. It doesn't matter. I go was back doing and it. watch some of my first videos, dude. I keep them up there because it reminds me- yeah. You did. Yeah. It reminds oh, yeah. me where like I started, which was like absolute trash content. Like, I mean, like it it wasn't so much that I was like trying to be gimmicky, but I just hadn't found my voice yet. And yeah. Like, yeah. pacing was different. And my microphone sucked and like everything about it was like not good in the slightest. But those were also like the primordial ooze days of content creation where people are like, I don't know how to like pace YouTube content. And yep. now it's like, you got to grab in the, in the first five seconds, man. Or like you lost yep. them, you know? And like, yep. yeah. Well, and like, dude, I, I just wanted to be different. You know what I mean? And try to create content that nobody else was making. And I, I felt like I was doing that. I, I, I definitely did do that. Um, but it, it's like, I think that that's where you start to like really build y your voice is when you find like your content creation, your niche, whatever. And like all three of us did. And then you're doing something that people aren't doing in a different way.
that's my number one tip to people who are trying to grow their stream is like find what other people are doing well and do it differently you know like don't go do a mining stream go do a i'm gonna challenge myself to earn this much in five hours or you know and if that doesn't happen i'm gonna do this for chat or you know i i'm gonna go pvp bounty hunt but i'm only gonna use my fist you know here's like my here's my like conundrum that. with that stuff and like i i know that i'm not like a streamer personality because yeah. when you say that i think that sounds like a goddamn nightmare like <laughs> in my head i'm like when i play a video game i want to enjoy my time and like do the thing that's fun and so streaming once it becomes like doing a thing that I don't want to be doing in a game, it may as well be any job, mm. right? It may as well be work. It might even be worse than any job because you're doing Fair something enough. that's going to like punish you when you fail you love and like it. Yeah. do all this other stuff. And so I'm like, yeah, like that's been the hardest thing for me to struggle with just content creation in general is when I have to veer away from stuff that I'm enjoying to get the views, then I'm like, why am I even doing this anymore? You know? Yeah. So like, I try my best to like keep it focused on that, but like you have a personality where I'm like, somehow you can like make this a fun challenge and like, that is the streamer personality. And I'm like, once I noticed that that was like the thing you kind of had to have to like make it with a lot of streaming style games. Um, I was just like, Oh yeah. Okay. I, it's not me, not me. Well, just, and that's the cool I'll be thing. the rage guy. He's yeah. Just yelling at the game. Well, that's so it's so cool, man, because like me and your content gets to be so different because of that, right? Like you're this edited, you know, um very commentary. Commentary, yeah. very like I'm showing people what they're missing or what they need to to, to play right. or like why they should be having fun or you know, why this game is fun whatever, while my side is trying to make, you know, 6 hours of content today interesting right and figuring out how to do that and then now what i've been doing is um moving into a uh, more of a headspace of my live stream is content for my youtube you know yeah. my live stream yeah. is so it's like i'm trying to make and do things on live stream that can i can also double dip and which i'm i mean i'm sure you can appreciate right like i've seen sure. the, the videos of you doing like piracy with av1 and stuff i really like that video um i know yeah you did i wish multiple. it did better i wish it did better the last one i was like oh this is gonna be great because i loved it i so loved much, it but um i think it's just people uh, hate piracy dude like if they, they see you doing yeah. it for some dude, reason the me, star can citizen I just crowd say this to the star citizen community you guys are a bunch <laughs> of pussies like <laughs> grow oh, a pair shit. and go play some tarkov for a second and go cry a bunch and then like come back to star citizen and be like i guess a little piracy is okay you know like it's like, what do you want? Like, what do you go play single player games? Dude. Starfield's your game if you don't want somebody to grief you, right? Like, if you want to play a multiplayer game, bro, I can feel the Reddit threads is, right now. Oh, oh, holy I, shit. I've been doing this so Mike long. I, don't, I just don't, I don't care though. It's like, no, I no, really I agree. What I tell like, people, I. because I even yeah. caught you saying it is like, you say grief. It's like, we, I don't even like using that term for piracy or PvP because that's not what it is. Right. That's the thing though is I'm okay with griefing as long as it's not exploitive or like absolutely Harassment. breaking. Yeah, if you're not like manipulating the game rules See, to do something you shouldn't be doing, 
Uh, I'm fine with that. Some of my best memories in Eve were just like, let's go kill this dude that's mining in this super expensive ship. And like, we'll pretend that we're like not there to kill him and we'll like slowly get closer and then like blow up his ship. And there's no monetary game. We're, we're just laughing our asses off yeah. the whole time. And that is griefing. That's what it was. But I mean, see, like, I don't see that as griefing, also, I guess. That's also yeah, like, me neither. that's also core to why Eve. And those experiences like Tarkov and whatever are so fun because the stakes are so high. When when you ruin somebody's day in that game, you're ruining their day in real life, too. And you're Dude. just like, damn, this is, feels more real than anything I've played before. Because if, if somebody teabags me in Battlefield, I'm not like, my day's ruined. Like, I'm not going to, like, go walk off. But if somebody ruins me in EVE, I'm like, I need to take a break. For like a week you know <laughs> well, I, like i think that's the problem like, I mean, with star citizen brutal. though yeah it is yeah. and that's the argument that these people have is that there is you're not ruining their day in real life there you're, there is no consequences for death yeah is, yeah there's there's so many things missing that that there are like the the care bear argument or whatever you would call them space dads or, yeah. you know that people the use closest you can possibly get to it is if somebody loads up a uh, cargo with tons of their real money then you kill them. Then you take it. You're like, okay, that probably that yeah. probably ruined their day, type thing. But that's about yeah. it. That's, that's about the closest as close you, can as get. you can get to it. So they always will argue that since you, there's no, I'm not losing anything, or there's no real value for you doing it, yeah. then you shouldn't be doing it. And like it's, that's the argument I've seen them make so much. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, but your Eve example is the same thing. There's no gain in you other than. Look, look at this idiot. We got him. Like, it, it's just, it's funny, you know? It's and it fun. Was fun. It's funny. I mean, I, I come from the FPS world, and if people think, if Star Citizen ever becomes, like, a game that's good enough to attract your average Battlefield or Call of Duty player, Forget you better it. believe that there's going to be 10 times the amount. Like, the people that oh, yeah. it's attracting right now are space dads, who are relatively mm -hmm. docile gamers, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Yep. Like, hey, buddy, how's it going? You want to do some missions together? Type Anybody personalities. needs some help? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, as soon as this game becomes good enough to be mainstream, it's got to be proofed against all that type of stuff. But what sucks is that we're playing such an unfit if we're so far into development and yet we are so far from a universe that is even remotely reflective of what I believe their end goal is, is like, okay, oh, yeah. when you got pyro, you can have your lawless area, but that means that Stanton, the policing should go up like 20 fold. Like if you fire on another ship in like, uh, a secure area of Stanton, like the cops should show up right away. Like you should be ready. Like that's how it works in Eve. And it works really well in Eve. Like, honestly, that game set the blueprint and star citizen should it's be fumbling. following a lot of it. They should, they should start from the Eve standpoint and then be like, how can we improve this? And instead they're like, they keep doing the, like, let's reinvent the wheel thing. And I don't disagree. Yeah. Backtracking all the time. And you're like, cool. You should have just done it right in the first place, but okay. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think I think you make a really good point with we're still so far off. Like it feels like yeah, it's a completely different game than it was four years ago when I started. Well, I guess yeah, five years ago when I started. Well, five and a half. But today, it still feels like we're so far away. And you know what I think is the number one thing between us and a finished game? It's not server meshing. It's not base building. It's not whatever locations pyro. I don't care, right? The number one thing that I think we're missing is reputation, actually, and reputation that matters. Mm. 
Be otherwise, you're what you're talking about. Consequences and stuff will never matter if like you can go shoot up Everest Harbor, and then five minutes later you can just go land there like nothing happened after you like yeah. walk out of prison. That doesn't make any sense. Or you know if they did maybe a hostility system like Rust, where you have to power down your weapons when you go into an armistice zone, and then if you power them up, you can shoot. There's no hard arm assist, but you know, now it's like the turrets are shooting you, maybe whatever. Maybe outpost gets some turrets. It's tough though, right? Because Stanton's low sec, uh, or it's supposed to be. Um, oh, it is. It is. Yeah. That. That's why we have like the in lore, we have the CDF, right? Because, or civilian mm-hmm. defense force for Xeno. Why wouldn't they just send like a UE javelin after him? If it yeah, was it's, why there's, it's crusader security and not the UE security UE or whatever so sense. they're yeah in ideally you would see in like um terra that it would probably be locked down but if they built terra today because the ai is so bad that you wouldn't see those security examples Agreed. that level was giving because yeah. they, they can't do it so that yeah that's another also, thing that everybody's struggling with it's a it's a Ecumenopolis or whatever like I think they can afford a fleet to go around and blow up I agree some, with you, baddies, you know? and, but just, the server can't around the planetary <laughs> like around the planetary yeah. bodies they, it should be high security yeah I think well, that's also, what embodies like, low sec I haven't heard any of their plans for like upping station security but like station security Dude. should be through the roof and I yet, agree any is. ship is like let me just dodge your size 10 cannons because of course I will because they're horribly designed for space combat. If you really think about it, like a station should have some sort of beam weapon that just instantly you agree. if you do yep. something stupid around a station, you know, like they 100%. should be like, they should be like the safety zone when you're playing like tag or whatever. Or, Completely agree. Or something, you know, yeah. they tried it. They tried something. It's not, not quite what you said, obviously, but they tried like this hostility, like level almost is if you were acting up near a station first, a certain, sh- you know, it would be a couple sabers that would spawn and then Heat it was hammerheads. Yeah. And it would get worse and worse and worse, but the AI was so bad. It never yeah. actually did its the job. The thing is they don't, they don't need to like, flying it like the fleet stuff is cool and i hope they can do it someday but at least for station security like they just, just put some good you. put some beam turrets agree. on there put a tractor beam make that them holds hit you scan. in place yeah 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 any a missile that you can't break the lock on whatever like just something that's like an inescapable you're guaranteed gonna die if you do yeah. anything dumb around a station because the things are huge they have these huge weapons on them that look like they should be able to take out like a javelin or something if it comes by like a station looks like it should be able to win that fight in theory i completely agree well and then you could you could even lock reputation behind like landing zones and stuff oh yeah you you're a goody goody to choose ue law-abiding box deliverer well you're not going to get a quantum marker for grim hacks you know you're Mm -hmm. oh or the opposite you know maybe you're a uh a you know a a known pirate well you're not going to get a, a quantum marker for jericho you know yeah like yeah these are the things that they can kind of do I, I agree with the rep and they also they i mean really for it to matter it. though unfortunately i think you also kind of need some end game goals because like i okay, do agree. grinding for a ship is okay but uh, the insurance stuff doesn't really work in an interesting way. And so like, there's not really a big punishment for loss. Uh, Cause you're like, Oh, I get my shit back in like 30 minutes. I pay a little money, not a big deal. Like 
money doesn't really have that much of a meaning yet in the game. Like it's kind of like once you get a certain amount, you you never think about it again, you know? So like they really do need to start fleshing out some of those like, okay, I want something in the game that's going to be really valuable and really hard to obtain, but it's going to improve my opportunities or what I can do, how good I am in combat, how many missions I get access to, whatever. And now I want to hold on to that. I need that value. And now all of a sudden you've got a thing and maybe another player can take it from you or whatever. Like you need that MacGuffin or whatever in the game that somebody else wants from you that you really want, that you want to earn. And now it becomes a game with an end game, like a thing that people actually have a reason to fight over and it's exciting to win it. And it's, and it's devastating to lose it. And now you've got that personality in there which I thought would come with like maybe more territorial stuff once people start claiming land or stations or whatever. But I think you can do it before that. Um, oh yeah. But they haven't even really talked about that because it just seems so far off in the future at this point where you're just like, they kind of like have ever loosely defined stuff, but all those loose definitions of stuff almost mean nothing. Because they keep trying miniature changes. versions with like jump town and things. But it, but the thing is, is it's not this, you know, Jump Town is so poorly shield. designed too. Like it yeah. really bothers me as an event. It's just such a terribly Dude, designed event. All of the events kind of they fucking they suck, suck now. And yeah. it's like they were they great. Did. They were great. Well, some of them were great in their first iteration, but then because they were different and new. But that was it. But no, yeah. I I kind of disagree. Play game, Here's you were why. Like... Here's why. Because the quality of the event has literally degraded since it's in their inceptions. Right? Yeah. Look at Xenothreat. Look at Jump Town. Yeah. Jump Town has been getting worse, right? This because is the of worst bugs, time. Not because e of the exactly. Design. That's my point, though. Yeah. 100%. I think the design is in its entirety okay. I'm not saying it's great. It's okay. But it's like these issues with the game come up and make it worse and worse. But here's the worst part is if CIG wants to do like the fleet gameplay and the server meshing and stuff and have a thousand people in a server. They're gonna, none of those events are going to work anymore. None of Yeah. I don't know if you guys watched the video I put together that was like basically about how none of Star Citizen's design works at scale. No. But yeah, like, I, I, I completely agree. <clears throat> I put it together and it was just like, okay, let's like, because Chris talked about, he threw out some figure that was something like 30,000 people in like the universe. Or, guy, oh, man. he said tens of thousands of players. So I was like, let's take that at the smallest possible representation and say he meant 30,000 players. Now let's take it at the most advanced version of Star Citizen, which would be 100 systems. Let's divide that down. Now let's assume, which we know is going to happen based on like EVE Online, that most people con congregate in some of the big hub systems and then there'll be like two people in some weird fringe system that nobody cares about. So there's going to be a mass concentration of players. Like, so let's just look at like Stanton right now with like a thousand players. Everything breaks completely. Your mission system, your landing at stations, your events, like every single thing in that, any terminal thing, you're immediately like out of terminals and the, the hangers and landing pads, the way it works right now, you would like you won't have enough hangers for people to land and take off. There would be That's a huge queue at thing every single station and every single city and whatever. Well, they're going to like instance it or something. Correct. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's the um, only thing out of all of this, though, that they've addressed. Everything else, yeah. How Everything can it else breaks work? its scale, yeah. especially the mission system, which you already see breaking because you're like, oh, I'm going to deliver a box, and then somebody's doing a bounty mission and spawns pirates over the box mission. They mm -hmm. blow up your ship while you're like delivering a box somewhere. Yep. And you're like, why'd that happen? Oh, because they're spawning all the missions on top of each other because they haven't done anything to scale in the game yet. And so you're like, I, what, I, I just don't get it because they have this giant lofty vision but why isn't the base game being built for the lofty vision why is it being built for 50 player servers you know i completely That's what agree it's being built for it's wild you know i don't I, get it i've talked about this and this is why i genuinely don't believe that server meshing is even needed for star citizen like the vision that people believe in where there's thousands of people in a assist first of all it doesn't even work right like not because of what you said because of like the laws of physics we just can't get that many people in the same spot at the same time because of physics calculations, right? If a thousand people storm Port Olisar, all of a sudden nobody's games work, the server's shutting down, you know? Like yeah, it's not yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. If they could come up with a dynamic server system th to make that happen, a thousand person battle, first of all, I'd be incredibly impressed. Um, second of all, it would be ex expensive as hell. To like run that because I mean you're talking about like they're gonna be and a lot of people think that this is just what they're gonna do but man I don't think so I think there's gonna be hard caps and everything I think that this scale that we're seeing today is close to the scale we see when the game launches genuinely I, I don't think that they end up making the they we might get 10,000 people in Stanton but it's only gonna be like each planet and moon is gonna be instanced I think you know, you only is, see a hundred people. I will like, I think your point is totally valid and very plausible. Like it's very possible that they will not be able to do what they want. I will give CIG some credit in that they have delivered on some of the other tech that we thought was going to be like never not possible. possible. Yeah. They, and they did it before other devs did it like the planetary stuff and everything is like, it is, even right now, it's still very impressive. It's Even cool. When you throw it up against like No Man's Sky or something like that, you're like, yeah, No Man's Sky is cool, but it, it looks like a cartoon and like it's very, very arcadey. Star Citizen, you're like, holy shit, like this is a real freaking planet that I'm like going through the Atmo for. So they have delivered on some of that stuff to procedural city planet. Like that's crazy that they did that. Like it's really neat. They haven't done anything with it, but. It is neat from just like a tech demo perspective. You're like, wow, I could fly around an entire planet that is seamlessly covered with buildings. Like nobody's done that yet. You know, they've only made like scenes. So they've, they have done quite a few firsts already. Um, so that said, server meshing is like probably 10 times harder than anything they've tried. And if they can do it, it'll be one of the greatest breakthroughs in game tech. Um, they're not the first people to try and do more dynamic server stuff. There have been, um, I'm trying to remember, there's like a company that did like spatial OS or something like that. I know where, who you're um, talking about. Yeah, they were trying to do that battle royale with a thousand players in it. Are you talking about, gonna... um, you're talking about scavengers, right? scavengers used it and then there's another battle royale that oh, another I don't know that company one. it looked like a crappy version of PUBG, which is pretty insane to think about to be honest <laughs> and, uh, but they were like 
they're promising this thousand player battle royale, which and a bigger map and all this stuff, and they're going to use the spatial OS tech that Scavengers uses and other stuff does. And so they're not the first people to think of this. And I really do believe that server meshing uh, and what I would call or I would brand would be like mega games is going to be the future of gaming because there's just so much more you can do when you're like, well, what if we didn't have a cap on how many people could be in this world? What if we didn't have a cap on how many AI we could throw at you in this situation? Like those kind of things are going to open up gaming to new opportunities. And the first devs to really capitalize on it are going to have those PUBG level hits on their hands where yep. they're like, Holy they're going to be shit, the wow. We have 3 million active players right now. This is insanity. So like, Without question, devs should be heading that way. And I think CIG has the best bet of achieving it. It's just like, I, I think there's a very good chance they're going to hit another major roadblock. I agree. Uh, they they already they did. Get to yeah. And, yeah. I mean, but that's I, mean, where we are I don't right mean now. like, and, when I say major, I mean like, uh, we need to backtrack and like refix well, some major and, strategy. By the way, whenever I said, I don't think that server meshing will come in the way that people think it is. I didn't mean that as a bad thing. You know? Yeah. Um, in fact, I, I kind of love Star Citizen at the scale it's at right now. And the reason why is because I hate the idea of super orgs. I think they're really dumb. Yeah. I think yeah. that they can just run and bully everyone. It's really stupid. So if they have to split up into groups of 50 in order to like be effective, I'm totally fine with that. Right? And I, I like it that the little guys, like groups of three, groups mm -hmm. of two, a solo player would be able to be successful in a universe like this. Right? What's that pirate game where you go around in pirate ships and like sea of thieves? Board a... Sea of Thieves, I think, is a good example of what we, you're talking about. We talked about, about this. Yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah, we talked loves about this. It. I, I think Sea of Thieves. I think that um, Daisy are great examples of mm -hmm. of what Star Citizen is doing, but Star Citizen's doing it better. They're the same content delivery methods, though, right? You don't really yeah. feel bound to a certain path or anything. Um, yeah. And I think Star I think Citizen it, does I it think the if best. There's, if they're server meshing, because this is, remember before people really knew what they were going to do with server meshing, everybody was like arguing about what it was going to be. And we all kind of had different sort of ideas about it until they really more concretely, concretely explained it. Um, was like some people thought that, okay, if too many people showed up in a place, they would just kind of instance us into like different versions of that and it would pair you with your buddies in one instance and like it would it would intelligently figure out where to put people in certain instances so that if you're trying to meet your friend you'll pop into the right instance and you'll see him there type thing and it'll do it s seamlessly and stuff i still think that that is a pretty viable route to go if they can't do the thousand players in one place and they want to limit it having kind of a smart instancing system i think you know, it, it's not that it wouldn't be challenging to do, but I think it would be far less challenging than it would be the... exploitable, of course, though, which is like Burks's um, example of the mega org thing is that's the that's my biggest worry with these instances yeah. or whatever is that people will be able to just control an area by flooding it. We see that in other games. Can they do that right now, though? Can 100 people from the same org get into server right now and have full I control? Think... Here's here's my argument against the mega yeah, org thing. They can open their own or, or open I think their own server. Right? If you look at Eve Online, mega orgs definitely like they controlled entire areas of space. You couldn't go there; you would be blown up like instantly by like a gate camp or something. Um, 
but there are ways around it. And what's nice about Star Citizen is like, and what Stanton has shown us is that space is big. It's as big as you want it to be. Stanton could be the yep. entire universe easily. Completely could, agree. You could have 30,000 people in Stanton as long as you had enough destinations and stuff to do Content. and to go to. Yep. Um, you know, so like, I mean, it's it's like the expanse the show has shown us. Like, okay, it all takes place in our solar system. They don't need to warp off to some other galaxy or some other uh, Alpha Centauri system to have good stories and narratives and cultures. Like, it can all be done here and seem huge at the same time. So mm -hmm. they have that as like an angle going for them. So like the problem in Eve is like you'd have like two or three gates into a system. And then you could just camp the gates, which didn't really make much sense as a mechanic, right? You're like, who's maintaining these gates? Why is there no policing around the gates? Like, whatever. And or could just sit there. And then you just couldn't get in if you were, like, going with your buddies. You're like, hey, guys, want to go, like, mine some stuff here or go hunt some pirates? And then you're like, oh, crap, there's 30 battleships and they're all targeting us and we're dead now. Like, there's nothing we could do about it. Like, Star Citizen, especially the way they talked about discovering wormholes and stuff like that. I like that concept where it's like, okay, maybe there's major jump points to get to other systems, but then there's also a billion other tiny secret ones where the smaller groups of players can get around and move around and do these smaller ops that don't really attract the attention of the big orgs, or they can do it secretly because the systems are so massive and have so much stuff to do in them where it's like when you go out and do belt mining right now, you're not going to a jump point that everybody knows about. You just no. stop somewhere. You're not going to run into anybody God, else. You know? I had this like, conversation today. I, that's so yeah. funny about that specific thing. It's like, why they were, or it was yesterday, but why don't you mine in the belt, Mike? Because uh, I, I reacted to a video about, about somebody that was, uh, was talking about how the, the prospector was dead. And I was like adamantly against it. And I don't think it is at all. And I was like, well, I better put my, my words where my mouth is and go out and start mining with this thing. And it's not dead. It's different, but the, the, uh, and I think people just don't, don't like the change from a completely broken system to a functioning one. And the, uh, they were asking like, why don't you go out to the belt? And it's like, well, I like having the, from personally, I like having the opportunity to see somebody. I like, I wanted to play an MMO. I didn't want to go into a, a, a space with nobody, but it's great that the option is there for somebody who does, right? Yeah. And, and that's that's what I like about the idea of the belt is I mm -hmm. almost feel like you can go out to a place like that and make your own space. Like, yeah. You know, well, the way that they game, allow you to put down markers or beacons oh, or something so you can it. return, like, yeah. and then you got your group of five, ten friends, and you're like, yeah, this is our mining this spot. This is our we, spot. We set up yeah. a thing. Like, as long as they mm. don't give big orgs like overpowered scanning tools where they can just find people and like kill them instantly. Sick then I on. think you have, then I think you, <laughs> I think you Last have year. a system that's safer than Eve, right? Because Eve Agreed. doesn't, Eve does let you kind of hide and build secret bases, but they also give you scanners that let you suss out people and stuff like that. So as long as you find the right balance where people can avoid the big orgs, bullying them around, and the big orgs more or less just fight other big orgs for the most valuable resources and the the bangle carriers and the whatevers, mm -hmm. the big ticket items that they're interested in. And let the smaller groups experience, you know, what seems like will be like a gigantic amusement park of content 
I love Star that Citizen. take. Yeah, I love that's all, that. That's take. how I always think Star Citizen. It has so much, dude. You know what I want them to do with this game? Because like, what's so great about Star Citizen is they're building all these tools, and there isn't really a clear set of rules for how any of it works. Yeah. And and the fact that Stanton has this I- idea behind its design, and then Pyro has this idea behind its design, and you can already imagine in your head how much different the gameplay could be in Pyro. And then and then you're starting to think like, well. Like I want them to create like a an extraction royale planet, right? Like the Bro, the atmosphere the atmosphere I've... of this planet has got like this magnetic storm and every like one hour you get a ten minute window to fly a spaceship down to it and like get out or something. And then like people are dropping off players on this on this planet and like the stuff that you can mine or find in caves is worth crazy amounts, but then you're running into other player like I mean, think about, you can, like, come up, you can recreate all your favorite games, in a way, in Star Citizen without too much of a stretch. Like, I feel like they have the tools to do that right now, right? But it is exciting to think about where you're like, okay, I could see, like, the top FPS streamers being interested in Star Citizen if they're just like, hey, take me out to the Extraction Royale planet. Like, this, like, yeah. I've had this this exact, like, it's so funny, because, like, verbatim i've had this exact same idea yeah that you know yeah, i I've, hope they have too <laughs> dude hopefully right and it's like there's so much you could do with it you could do maybe the same thing but it's like uh you know like an underground bunker that you enter right like mm-hmm. it, it or you're saying a k but it could be like a bunker like one of these new bunkers they're talking about it's like huge and there's like rare items down there maybe it's like run by a certain organization you could also have like a prison planet you know instead of having like a, mm-hmm. a moon you know, and you have to like somehow escape or like whatever. And maybe you have yeah. like gangs who like live on this planet. There's all sorts of stuff that you could go and like. Um, yeah. Dude, uh, how cool it would it be if like every MMO like playing like World of Warcraft or some crap, like you just go and you kind of do your missions and your routine and whatever. And you're not like your story. Yeah, the big events are playing with other players and stuff like that, or like a big battle you got into. But like, what if in Star Citizen you like crash land on one of these prison planets and like you have to like build up enough rep or something to like actually get off the planet? Dude. It can take you like days. You're like stuck somewhere and you're like, it could be like really like one of those things where you're like, oh, I'm not liking this or I'm loving it. But like once you're past like that arc, you could, everybody would have that story of like, did you ever crash on like Corellia three or something, you know? And like, man, it took me four days to get off that planet or whatever. Like people would have like these crazy stories and like, you could do it in this game, right? Where you don't have to follow the conventional, like, Oh, I died, respawn at the thing, go run my mission again. Like you could have much more impactful events. I think the crazy thing too is like what we're talking about, I don't feel like is that impossible to do for the tools they already have. No. You yeah, make they the could rare do it loot. right now if they want yeah. for it. Yeah. They make the rare loot. They make some sort of weather of like that they, they already have that. They've been working just on weather it, for years, man. Ju- like, and they have it, gonna... right? You see yeah. storms <laughs> go in and out. So just make those storms a little bit sure. thicker and then make them damage ships. Oh, like mm-hmm. X ship is inside X storm. They take X amount of damage. They start to lose control, whatever. That's all they'd have to do. And then just put the rare loot down there, you know? Yeah. And every, every game since the dawn of time has had like a damage box that you walk into, right. you know, and you're like, oh, I'm taking fire damage. I'm taking poison damage. I'm t-. Like that's game design 101. Like they, the- c- they should be able to do this 
in like a week you know the problem is at a prototype right and th this is the issue with star citizen i've been saying this a lot lately is both the best thing and the worst thing about star citizen is they're doing too much right like they yeah. they want they don't want us you know a, a hit box that hits you and you blow up or whatever they want those sand particles to be getting in your wings and degrading your your paint and then when you reach the you know point of this your power plant shuts off but then you can do some engineering to like work it back on if you switch the sockets out like they want the whole thing and if it's not the whole thing they don't want it you know yeah and i think they're gonna that's have part to of the backtrack issue. on some of that eventually and i the problem with it is that they've decided that they're going to do all this stuff but they haven't tested it as a game mechanic and the problem is is a lot of this stuff isn't going to be fun as a game mechanic they it have won't. done a great job with stuff like mining like i'm really impressed with like the skill that they managed to inject into mining where you're like oh crap i could overcharge this rock and kill myself so now i'm like actually having to pay attention and stuff i'm like that's impressive that they they did that and they're doing that with other game elements and trying to make them a little more thoughtful and a little more engaging and whatnot, but there will be a certain point where you're like, do I want to change like four capacitors in my ship every time, every like four cargo runs I do and like swap Completely out. Like, agree. I mean, they're just gonna, they need to back. I, the vulture right now, I like makes me, it makes me angry. How I completely, cross. completely I'm, agree with you. And like then they were talking about like how they're gonna the recent ISC where they're like talking about how they're gonna break down the ships and they're like oh well it fills up too quickly so now we have to think of a way around it. How about you just don't design a horrible freaking system in the first place? You Dude. know, and they're like, yep. and you're like oh, it just blows my mind how poorly thought out that whole thing is. And you're like, wait, so the design of the ship is to get out of my seat, walk back through like three doors, climb down a ladder. And then move a box every sixty seconds. Like, are you out of your minds? Like, it's the Rock I DS, just, dude. Oh my god! Yeah, it is. And I just don't understand how that made, made it, it pass. Even the concept phase, where dude. somebody's like, "Here's how it works," and the guy's like, "That's it, a terrible idea." If Let's it was not a do two, that. if it was like set as a two-person ship, I might understand. But like, I don't even sold. give him that much credit. Yeah. If you take the, the big salvage ship. I'm sorry, you got tractor beams, you got lasers, you got anti-gravity, you got gravity generators. How about a freaking robot arm that organizes your cargo yeah. for you? Or, <laughs> like, or, I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's the least advantage of, of the technology. But they want every they want this weird combination of like uh, you know, nineteen hundreds dock workers meets like the future of space travel. And you're like, okay, I guess we live in that reality. Completely Whatever agree, man. That is. Yeah. yeah. It's, I do, it's so interesting. I, I personally yeah. like like moving boxes around, but that ship is the wor one of the yeah. worst designed things I, I've seen as well. And like, just fingers crossed that because the uh, the boxes are are filling even faster now with this thing that they go, all right, we got to do something about it. You know, and like that is like your your saving grace. But at the same yeah. time, how do how do we get there? How do we I don't, get I don't understand how we got to where we are now because on paper this stuff should have been nixed. Like yeah. if I was explaining my concept to you of how the vulture is going to work, I would hope that you guys would be like, mm, uh, so hang on. Like there's so going to be get like out a of little this Yeah, like why wouldn't it just auto stack or why am I not filling up a tank of stuff and not even bothering with boxes? Like what I don't understand why this would 
in any way because and then you look at their reclaimer which has got these two little box expensers and like this like no way on like a garbage truck has a better storage system than the reclaimer have you but ever then, seen those garbage trucks with the robot arms come out the side they pick it up level and they throw it it's in an and then alpha. it auto compacts and then it goes into the big thing on the back and there's one dude operating the whole thing you're like just make it like a garbage truck the stuff that we already have like it's just so frustrating sometimes yeah. and then and then you got the community out there that's like, I like going back and moving boxes. I know, I'm like, great. Man. Star Citizen's I, gonna be the You only best have to go back like... there every two boxes. I'm yeah. I'm that listen, I'm that one of those kind of guys. I do like that like I don't mind it for cargo like... gameplay. If you're exactly. running a cargo ship and you wanna manually load and unload, fine. But I but don't want to do it six hundred times. Yeah. I don't want to do it six hundred times. Like that's the difference. And the even worse is that the community will defend the uh, bad yeah. um, placeholder because these are all still yeah. placeholder, and that's the argument that's the they're always going to make. the worst thing about the game in yeah. progress thing is people are like, I like it, and they're like, this is not the end goal, and people are like, but I like it, you know? And like, I yeah. see devs fall into this problem so many times where like they release a, a game that it will not ever hit critical mass, but there is a small contingent of people that like the mechanics for it. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, we're afraid of upsetting this small contingent of people. So we're never going to change the mechanics that will keep our game from becoming successful on a mass yep. scale because we're just afraid of upsetting the very tiny hardcore player base that we have. And I, I hope right Star there. Citizen has the balls to actually do some good game design. It's and tough they don't. to people. Well, it's yeah. tough because sometimes don't. they do, man. Sometimes they do make decisions that upset the 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 community that you guys are talking about, right? Like yeah. they'll they'll make transitions in 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 gameplay and stuff. Like th this update, for example, the piracy update, the bed logging, right? They had yeah. to have known that was going to upset their their people who are are traders and the people who are anti PvP and anti piracy and stuff. But they still True. did it, right? Or removing hard armistice zones from stations. Right. Also another big deal and doing others. So sometimes it feels like CIG has an iron fist and they're like, we're doing this our way and we're going to make the game that, you know, we promised we were. And sometimes they're like, oh, well, we don't want to like, we don't want to yeah. like hurt anyone's feelings is, is sometimes what it feels like the line. And I, you know what I think it is, is I just think it's like different devs doing different things. You yeah, know, you're probably right about that. I mean, there are it's over such a thousand a project. Yeah. Such a big project. So you're like, well, uh, these guys don't entirely have a good picture of what they want to do so maybe they're listening to the community more and then these guys over here have a really clear idea of what they want the gameplay to be so they're sort of taking your feedback but more or less they're like just wait and see what we do and then then we'll listen to you maybe a little more or whatever so i know i know for a fact the piracy stuff was very much uh community involved like with the developer that was working on that stuff. He was talking to pirates, he was talking to cargo haulers, and he wanted to make sure that both got what they wanted. And I think it it was heavily uh but Mike, weighted towards pirates for now. But yeah. When are pirates gonna have more risk? With your reputation thing. <laughs> so I think that's the most important thing that that I think we'll get a good That's the look question at they that. always get. That's like yeah. that's what they always say. They're like, but it, well, we'll get it. It's not fair it's because coming. pirates have no risk. 
which they kind of do, right? And they've got to play no. smarter than, well, they kind of do. Nobody has risk. Nobody well, has risk. Uh, let's say relatively to where the game's at, right? Sure. They've got risk. And the other thing is, is that um, they, they, um, oh man, I forgot where I was going with that point because you interrupted me, Mike. No, it's okay. Uh, I, my bad. Nobody has risk. Yeah, nobody has there risk. Nobody has risk. The, the, I think when they, they need the policing, they need be, the NPCs. Oh, I was yeah, going to say all that stuff. I was going to say piracy is the most logistical gameplay in the game right now. 100%. Like it, it doesn't get so any cool. more logistic. Yeah, what, what doing, happens that, now? doing that piracy with Avenger One was like the things that we did in it were kind of amazing. Like it sucks that some some of the guys like some of the guys committed suicide, which is so wild to me. I'm like, why don't you just fight us? Like they're like dead in the cockpit. Like. Yep. Uh, but some of it was like, okay, this guy committed suicide. His ship's hovering in atmosphere right now. We had to like blow open a door, then like do this crazy thing where we like kind of inserted one ship to another, jump out the back, go in, take it over, take it up to space, then tractor beam all this stuff. And it was like, this is really cool. Like this, it's kind of janky because it's, you know, it's working around the crappy mechanics of Star Citizen to an extent. But even at this state, it's more involved than most other games. Like I would say, like Sea of Thieves is like kind of a more refined and like this is how these sequences are supposed to work. But the magic of Star Citizen is like, I don't think this was exactly designed to work just like this, but we're making it work. Like it, it is the sandbox in both the scale and the mechanics in a way. And that injects a lot of magic to it and that's it is really exciting seeing that for the the kind of the proto version of piracy coming and then you're like well i wonder how those docking ships are going to work you know and then you're like oh yeah we'll wait three years before like docking boarding gameplay comes in but check out what's what's happening with us like the the things that i'm into obviously are like the mining and the salvage and the and the cargo uh things but i also love pvp always oh, dude, so i'm always... pumped for cargo too i like both sides of the spectrum like check, i like out... your i watch euro truck simulator streams because i just find them really relaxing i'm like yeah i just enjoy this I'm like i want that in star citizen when that dev said that he was a big euro truck 2 simulator fan who was working on the cargo thing i was like please 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 That's please Elliot. please just i'm i'm yeah, very close with Elliot. So we are excited. we are in trust me you are in the best okay. hands when it comes okay. to this. So you probably, if you know any behind the scenes stuff, you, I'm sure you can't talk about it, but this is like my one main thing that I want from cargo stuff. Not my one, I, but like I will my say, main I know, thing. I know nothing when it comes okay. to this because I don't want to know. Okay. Well, Elliot, if you're watching, because Mike's going to link you to this, um, uh, I want quantum travel to be interesting because as a cargo hauler, you're going to spend a huge amount of time in quantum space. In Euro Truck Simulator, it's interesting because you got to keep your truck on the road. You got to move around traffic. You got to change limits. lanes. You got to get off at turns. You got to change highways. Just respect the speed limits. Check your mirrors. Like in quantum space, like give me some like energy ribbons that I got to follow to like get more efficient travel time better fuel usage like do something in there where Avoid i'm like bumps maybe yeah 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 some yeah yeah that could something damage your where cargo I get, yep. yeah all of that stuff i used to play this um this very weird indie game called um frontier pilot simulator i think and you're basically flying a vtol on an alien world and like they basically did kind of like 
Star Citizen style shipping gameplay. Uh, it was all planet side, but they just showed all the different evolutions that you could have where you're like, oh, you're in a radiation zone. You got to fly lower. Okay, well, now you're lower, but you're dealing with weird thermal vents. Then you have to like move around those. And oh, uh, your cargo is really heavy. So you're burning fuel like crazy. If you don't like beeline it, you're going to run out of fuel and crash. Uh, and like, oh, your cargo is G4 sensitive. If you go too fast, you've ruined it now. Like, like they had all this really interesting stuff. And I'm like, I just want all of that in Star Citizen. I hope it has that level of depth because I could see myself spending hours just flying a whole sea around if it had that kind of gameplay behind it, you know? You know the initial implementation won't have that depth. Oh, my God. It's going to be a garbage, like everything in Star Citizen, right? Yeah. The initial implementation is like, here it is. And you're like, that's it? Okay. You know, like, yeah, we just have to hope. like two more years. Yeah. Yeah. We just have to hope that it's more like what we've, and I, I'm fingers crossed. I do not know any details on this either, but things that I know some details about salvage and it's public. So I'll say this one, but the, the mining stuff, I don't know any details. I just know that there are some changes coming or um, that like, okay, I've put out a patch and this is the initial implementation, but then we build upon it where CIG has always kind of done the initial implementation and then moved on to something else. Like, yeah. That's that, so weird to me. I don't get that at all. Me neither, but that's, that's my only request for cargo hauling is that you do the initial implementation stuff and then you add to it and make it more interesting. Yeah, consistently. Like every patch for the next year should be like a cargo update, right? Yeah. Like should be reputation yeah. and cargo consistently. Every single patch should be yeah. more things touching on the, on those those two things are, are big for me. But for salvage, we know that they're doing more interesting and different salvage missions, more more interesting with quotations around it. And salvage always had this bug where the amount of cargo boxes on the ships that you found were was wrong. Either zero oh, or just a couple. They're supposed to be a lot more. Oh, okay, okay. That makes it so, way more interesting. I think the salvage now it is makes really it fighting. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Like mm. Wake of Disaster, if my my expectation is people are going to be fighting over it. A lot. That's what I thought they were supposed to be, but well, cuz they're supposed to be filled with valuable shit well, and, and now <laughs> they're and right now they're not. Yeah. Well, and well, also man, there isn't the, really any the value weapon. in Star Citizen Dude. is the other That's problem. That's the thing. Too. It's just ju it's just another jump town yeah. then and how uh... There's no like there's no like oh I found an epic shield capacitor and Dude, now exactly. my my That's gladius what I has so bad. has like 50% more shield. Like something like that would be dope where you couldn't get it in the store and like it doesn't sound that hard to come up with, really. Like you're like, and it's uninsurable. They, if you lose it, but, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. But guys, totally. Guys, like, there's no that, meta. That seems like an easy, an but easy. But we can't have a them. meta. That's the problem. They don't want any metas. There's all. They're all about this well, like weird that, balance. That doesn't and... mean anything. Saying yeah. I don't want a meta is like you may as well have said nothing because exactly. there's going so to dumb. be a meta. <laughs> yeah. It's a video game, and it's going to be a competitive video game. Therefore, there will be a meta. Like yep. people are going to figure out the best and most efficient way to do things, and the only thing Always. to keep that interesting is by injecting new content and rebalancing the existing content. That's about it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 If I if every game ever well. in history has taught you anything, that's what's going to happen, right? Yep. Because it will. Yeah. Metas are metas. They're always going to be there. It's yeah. If something is one percent better, it's a meta. Yeah.
What do you think about the like latest thing where they're talking about um, the the personal stat system or whatever? Like, I don't I love it. I'm yeah. I it's not so much like the system that I that I'm curious about. It's more like that they're working on it now versus like it's like do some work on something else. This is like. This is such a like minor feature compared to like everything else in the game. I'd rather see reputation worked on personally. Yeah, I it don't, is. I don't hate it. it I don't is hate being it. Worked on. It's different yeah. teams. No, sure, sure. It's just like man. It's just you look over the last twelve months and it's like it. It feels like this is a dry the, time, man. The thing <laughs> that that like it's dry right now. Yeah, it's dry, and they they've added quite a bit in the last twelve months. Well, uh, kind of, right? Um, it's always going to feel dry until we get a lot of the things that, that are are making you feel like you're progressing in the game and and ground you to the world around you and all those things. Well, and I like I, content can be brought into the game and you can go, "Wow, that's so cool!" But with literally everything, and it's just that's the that's why things feel. I think dry and then obviously we went through this like 318 problem right right and we're right. still in it and that's the issue right in the stability that's the problem because this in my opinion is the best content update Agreed. we've ever had in star citizen this is the best time to be playing star citizen ever aside from the stability if this if and, we had 317 yeah. stability that's all I'm, I'm not asking for perfect 317 yeah. stability we we would be literally flying right now like yeah Back when I used to be excited when they're like Xeno threat, I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like this is gonna be so fun, guys! Let's go do Xeno threat together." And now they're like Xeno threat, and you're like, Boo. "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some time off of Star Citizen. You know, <laughs> wait I take till that, the servers recover." I take that week off. I mean, not to bring it back to to the conversation before, but I mean, a, I a lot of the reasons why I started to react in the first place was because it it the game was so hard to play and the community still loves having a conversation about the game and yeah. i'm just i'm just sitting there like the my react channel's name is salty mike reacts that wasn't the first name of the channel the first name of the channel was like salty mike 2 i wanted it to be live stream highlights of me playing the game that was the intention of that channel and then my audience started telling me what they were interested in and i i i just kept wanting to do what they liked and that's been the hardest thing about the 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 whole conversation around it now is i see everyone's issue with it and i'm sitting there going but everybody enjoys really likes me watching or or likes my commentary on things yeah. and now i'm for sitting the record here kind of i had going, no issue with you doing the react to my video by the way i was just using that as an example earlier that, if that's fine and it was and it's a perfectly good example and, and i think and i commented I'm always, something quippy on your video too after you made it just yeah to like make you make it known yeah of course but the 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 like i'm not i'm not getting defensive here about this because for me this is like i want to hear what other people say i've had a conversation yeah. with another content creator about it that that i'm not going to name uh but everybody has given really valid points and i see all the problems with it and then my yeah. biggest the biggest thing that i'm struggling with is well 
everybody in the star citizen space, like we're, you know, the conversation we're having now is like, how the fuck do we make content in this game? How do we play? Burks has kind of found a, uh, you know, you got to have insane level of patience to do it, but he's found uh, a, a way. I'm finding my ways to play the game as well, but at the same time, it the I've never had more fun and never had more, uh, I guess, organic growth coming over from YouTube in in without with with something like this so it's like man i'm doing all these things that are working and as as creators everyone's looking for the way for something that works and then it's just unfortunate that it's like the way it the thing that works is really hurting other people sometimes can i ask you guys a question that might seem a little like too behind the scenes and feel free to not answer it but um so like I, I could never be a full-time Star Citizen content creator with okay. the game in its current state. I just, sure. I would lose my mind. Um, and that's great that you guys are like, like that you're enjoying mining so much and Burks mm-hmm. are like creating like cool adventures and different scenarios all the time. And I watch your content and I find it, I watch both of your content and I find it interesting. Um, but like, say your jobs were anything else other than content creation, would you be this dedicated to playing star citizen or would you just be playing a myriad of other stuff? Absolutely fucking not. And I've no chance. And I've, I've I've been honest with my stream about that. I, I do love star citizen. I do think it's my dream game. Like if I'm not a content creator, I still think it's my, I've literally like been obsessed with, space and space travel like since i was a little kid like i wanted to be uh a astronomer uh, which is like a stupid dream for a kid to have but first yeah. dressed I, up like a star trek character dude, when he first started streaming yeah i was literally dressing up like a, a <laughs> which star, star trek, trek spe- character well i was just wearing the star trek shirt the blue one the medical one and From tng or Deep it was space it was or... it was it was tng i think and okay. um it's the funniest part is i'm not even a big star trek fan like I think it's a, I think it's a great series, but I'm not. I, I was just looking for something that could put me in the I guess the spotlight of like someone who's like a uh, like I wanted to be like Doctor Disrespect, but for like spacey stuff, you know. Yeah. That was my kind of like starting thought for Star Citizen or not Star Citizen because I was playing Call of Duty when I first started streaming, but I was still doing the Space Captain thing. <laughs> like no joke. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it is really. Fu- it made ah. me laugh too. I was just like, <laughs> just thinking of you as a COD streamer, man. Yeah, know. I'm literally you try to get dubs in like PUBG and like Call of Duty Blackout, and He's I like have the, I dude. Yeah, exactly. I'm teabagging <laughs> aliens, dude. With the with the yeah, <laughs> the you know, peace be with you. It's like or live long and prosper. Um, it, but it's, it's so funny because like I found star citizen, it felt like destiny, you know, I'd never even heard of the game. Um, my stepbrother was the one who introduced me to it and, um, super good guy. And, uh, I started playing and I was just like, dude, this is my game. Like I instantly fell in love with it. I was doing like trading and stuff, but I've been honest with my community is I'm there for them. You know, I make content mm-hmm. for them. I literally, I tell people I play star citizen, so you don't have to, that's what I tell yeah. people. Um, how much of, um, how much do you think our feedback and or community feedback is like, I don't want to say inaccurate, taken? but almost what's up. No, go ahead. Oh, uh, 
I think you're saying something well, different. We're trying to play a game that's not done. And so it's very frustrating. Mm. And like on one hand, it's not totally the dev's fault because they're like, well, this is a this is a work in progress experience. It's always been an alpha. It's been kind of clear from the start, like you're playing what works and what we've finished. And so we're playing like this, like, you know, Frankenstein barely sort of it's sort of forming itself and nothing works right because it's not a finished product, you know. Um, so like. I don't know. I just wonder how much of our feedback is like, is it even like worthy giving that much feedback at this point just because the devs are so far off from where they want to be, you know, in terms of what the product is? Because we're like, oh, I... like this doesn't work. And they're like, yeah, well, our plan to like to like build to scale was like we're going to do that after we finish this. So like we know it doesn't work at scale, but like like how much of our feedback is stuff that they've already it considered depends. and whatever you know i think it's it, it yeah. really depends on what you're giving feedback on so things like the flight model things like combat i think all those things are super super relevant and that is the most frustrating thing yeah. about the fa about the time it's taken for them to action that feedback and them going to squadron 42 i think that that has been one of the worst decisions that they've made where maybe they feel like it was a good one for whatever reason i don't care from my perspective terrible decision uh with with mining salvage the the careers i think they have a, a very unique and good opportunity to watch us and how we interact with the tier zero systems and build up to something that they find is fun but i always do worry that the people that are here now have too, maybe too much of an impact on what the game might look later when those those mass those masses that you were talking about of more like what happens when the cod kids come what happens when the the battlefield players come uh which is your uh much wider audience your triple a games when they go like what is this garbage i have to eat drink change this thing and do all this stuff yeah. where the where the current players who who are okay with some of these things are they're the ones who are like you know, applauding things yeah. that a wider audience wouldn't want. And as a game company, why would you ever do that? Yeah, right? no, you, uh, the thing is, is the people that are, tr especially because I've heard people be like, well, I don't want the COD kids to play. And like, you say that, but you actually do want them to play. Yeah, because what you course. want is a AAA game with a lot of money that can do a lot of cool shit. And I'm sorry, but like, you're not going to get that with like they're coming 10,000 concurrent players, you know? Yeah. So like, I hope they are coming, but they're not coming anytime, anytime soon, soon because the game's just not there. Like, I mean, like you'll get people, you'll get big streamers and big personalities to jump in from time to time and be like, cool. That was fun for a day. Obviously the game is completely broken in every way. And I would never play this in my free time, but it was fun to make some content around it for a day but i mean like that that happening on a more regular basis i still think is just so far away right now no i completely agree but and what i mean is they're coming in the the people who are expecting the community not to change and to deviate like when i give feedback for the devs i am thinking of it strictly on a perspective of someone who doesn't play the game like i do right and yeah like I'm not giving feedback based on someone who has six hours, seven, eight hours a, a day to play the game. I'm not giving feedback based on like niche um, wants and desires on like survival systems and stuff. Some of that stuff's fine. Some of it's cool, but some of it, I agree, is not going to float. 
and it's it's not going to work well when if they wanted the game to go mainstream um and that's where all my feedback lies i'll even like give feedback to the devs when they ask for it of things that i personally don't like but i know the community likes or the game needs and um i think that i think that that's i think that's fine you know because i want yeah. the game to succeed long term I want the game well, and to, if they're good to be devs, great. they'll they'll look at your feedback and be like, okay, well, some people like this, some people don't, but they'll see through to like what the actual problem is. You're like, I don't like like this laser beams OP or whatever, and then like, okay, well, maybe it's because players are fighting at this weird range, or you know, like they'll see through to the actual problem versus being like, okay, well, we need to take this weird little thing out of the game. Be like, well, why is this upsetting Burks? You know, and like see the actual underlying thing if they're you know if they're good devs and they know how to look and from my experience speaking with most developers even outside of star citizen is they're usually very cognizant of that type of stuff where they're like yeah they hear your feedback which is like i don't like this gun it sucks or something and then they're like they translate to that to like oh well the actual problem is is that the average engagement range for players is way longer than we initially wanted it to be and so they're seeing they're looking at it from under the hood. So I think yeah. it's good to give that kind of personalized feedback because I think they're generally very good at translating that into like game engine feedback of like, okay, what's the, what's the core problem? Yeah, 100%. absolutely. And most of the devs I've talked to at CIG do, they are very good at doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just, they're being fought at by things above them because it's yep. always oh, yeah yep. there's oh, there's never enough time for them to get the job that they were trying to get done done and that's that's yeah because it's the next patch for the next the next ship sale when and i when i look at star sucks. citizen from like a, a top like the business plan like i i do have to agree that i think switching over to squadron 42 was the might be the right decision like i think so. from I think a so. gamer i hate it because i want to play the pu and that's all i can play uh i do think that they with a caveat to that they could have done some stuff or they could still probably should still is give us a demo level like remember demos of games like where they're in, just like, in the magazines yeah 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 have you seen the but vertical like, slice on youtube yeah 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 of course yeah. Like, um, let's you play mean the that. one from like 2017. Yeah, yeah, but they yeah, could have yeah. let us play that, you know? Sure, sure, right? Like, like, give us the most fleshed out version of that. And like, then when they update stuff in the Squadron 42 monthly, like, text, you know, uh, feed of like, we updated the animation system, and you're like, whatever, you know, like, who cares? Who I can't cares? see it. It's just a line of text. Like, then maybe you could actually see some of the vertical, maybe the vertical slice would get updated quarterly or something, right? With like some of the new features. That way, at least you can see some of the Squadron 42 tech pro progressing. You can see some of the new features coming in. It could be a little more exciting. So you're not just sort of like, oh, 80% or 70% of the resources is going to this giant black hole of a game that I can't ever see or know. And all of my ship sales and all the money I've put into the game, which is based on really just playing the PU, is going into this project that I'm, I think will be cool, but it's not really why I'm funding the game, you know? And like, so yep. I think that's just, that's one of the fundamental problems right now is like, I don't think it's supposed Star to be Citizen open development, but it's not open development. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think Star Citizen is a scam, but you can argue that it's pretty scummy what's going on uh, with 
the money coming in and what it's coming in for and where the money is actually going to. But I totally agree. They have to put this thing out. It was definitely one of the first things, you know, it was kind of yeah. squadron and then this. And, and if uh, the all game does incredibly well, that cash injection would be massive. Like, if but it everything does... you know now, yeah. do you think it will? Off um, of all the decisions they've made. Did you ever, did you ever play Wing Commander games at all? You know I didn't. I played okay. some of the X games and um like Toy Freelancer? I, uh you know, I think I might have like watched a friend play it forever ago. Freelancer is diff is similar but different to yeah. what I would expect from Wing Commander. I've talked about it before, but the Wing Commander games were like not really heavy on like game design and like super yeah. Freelancer, like crazy. you could actually buy stuff for your ship, right? Like yes, privateer and, and you stuff could, you could you could too. land at like ports and stuff. Yeah. I do like very loosely remember it. Um, yeah, like Wing Commander, you're you're stuck to your Idris in this case probably, or your Bengal carrier, and and all the action is going on there. That's why they never really want to show the interior of it and all those things. Mm -hmm. Is like that is going to be the main core of the story. That's how all the Wing Commander games were. And then it was about the interactions with the people on the ship with you. It was always the cutscenes. It was always the conversations. That was really the game. So yeah. that's why the you know whenever you've seen Squadron Forty Two focused stuff, it's so cinematic. It's so cut sceney because it was always like the mission was to get to the next part of the story it was yeah. the mission wasn't the the big thing like yeah uh -huh. so like I'm i don't sure. i remember so cod kind of being like that for, for i me. don't like most single players like my favorite mm -hmm. single players would be like some of the zelda games um i thought half-life 2 was possibly the ultimate fps style single player I liked most Everybody of Crisis, I look like that the guy. original. What's that? Yeah, you do look like Gordon Freeman. <laughs> nah. um, but like, I don't like cutscenes, and I don't like being taken out of my character a lot. Um, so Same. that does concern me a little bit about Star Citizen, because whenever I'm playing a game, and it's heavily reliant on like building up these emotional interactions between characters, and I'm looking at a poorly CG rendered person that's like not quite conveying the stuff. And the cutscene, the transitions are a little choppy or stuff doesn't load in right. I'm like, why don't I just watch a flipping movie? Clearly, these people wanted to make a movie. Oh, let's cut to a quick time event where you have to hit X at the right moment. I'm playing a video game. No, you're not. You're playing some bullshit like video where you just press a button at the right. Like that stuff drives me crazy. And so you I'll don't like, like Telltale games? No, I'll just. Well, the problem is, is I wish Telltale just made an animation and I. It's fine that people like that stuff, and I'm not going to, like, say don't play the games that you like. Because no, obviously there's a market for it. But for me personally, yeah. I'm just – I when I play a game, I want it to be a game first and foremost. And if you can engross me with a story like Half-Life 2 did, where it never, ever takes you out of the first-person perspective, which is pretty wild, like, the whole time. Uh, and when something crazy happens, it's because there's a sound and you look at it because they know how to cue you and get you to look at it as opposed to be like, oh, now we have to lock your camera and make you pan to the side. And now you're not in control anymore and you're not really playing a game. You're on a, a shooter on rails, really. Uh, it's just become evolved. Shooters I completely on rails. agree. Yeah. So I hope Star Citizen doesn't do too much of that. I will say that the vertical slice that they showed in 2017 I thought the dialogue was excellent. I thought the character acting and stuff was really cool. 
it seems like they're doing a great uh, job of world crafting and creating like stuff that I'm going to care about. So that's very good that the, because normally video game writing is absolute trash. And then like Metacritic's like 10 out of 10. And I'm like, who the <laughs> flip? Like, do you guys appreciate like good character writing or dialogue or anything? Like sometimes we just give games a pass for absolute trash stuff. But Star Citizen seems like it's doing good on that front. Um, as long as it's still like a really fun game under the hood, right? You know? Yeah. That's, I, that's where I'm like, Squadron, I don't know how fun of a game it will be, but it, for the way that you talked about cutscenes and stuff, I think their intention is to keep you in the first person and and to to not have those uh, like yeah. very abrasive things. So that aspect I think you'll love, but I, I, I have did like no the expectations. Like I yeah. thought it was neat that you go into the briefing room and then you see the whole brief stuff and like yeah. the actors talk to you in more realistic ways. And I was like, that's cool, you know? Like I do like we'll that. See. So yeah, we'll I, yeah I like that. it too. I guess a uh, level at um at CitizenCon we'll have to do a little update or something. <laughs> see if they drop yeah, another I, vertical no, slice. I... <laughs> I'll just yeah, kidding. we'll let you know, Mike. Uh, we'll let you know how cool it is. We'll, we'll FaceTime you in or something. Yeah, we'll be like, yep. this is so cool. And then we'll like drop our phone or something like that. You know, <laughs> like, back to the game. Sorry, Mike, we got to play. It's so cool. <laughs> you just missed uh, it, Mike. It was whole. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, it's all NDA. We can't talk. So all right. Good. See you later. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. I've been on the fence about going still. I'm just sort of like, oh, man. Like, just because the lead up to it is so dry. And I'm like, this could suck. Dude, like could I'm not go I'm not going for the event at all, FYI. I want to go talk to devs. I want to just go talk to developers and I want to meet you guys. Did you did you get a VIP basically. ticket? Yeah. Bro, I don't know how, bro. I was literally I was playing the F5 Wars. I did not get one. Yeah. I don't know why they can always do that stuff better. It's totally Absolutely. wild how they like yeah, it is funny though. Like I knew that when people were bitching about the ticket sale, the ticket price, I was like, you know, this is gonna be sold out like in a millisecond. Like they could charge ten times as much, and it would probably still sell out. Like it's, it's yeah. crazy. I, Maybe not. I wonder mainly... where they are. I wonder oh. where they are with sales on the regular one though. They're not sold out yet. I don't think. Well, no, but like how far? Like what? What are they expecting? And all these things, because overall, the the sale numbers have been. Not as uh as good as last year. They're down. Okay, a so bit. the regular pass is not sold out, but the VIP did. Correct. Yeah. The VIP yeah. was sold out every time in like six seconds. I know because yeah. I tried every single time and didn't get it. But they'll let you in, dude. Like, come on. Yeah, maybe. They're not gonna be like, no, Burks, you didn't drop the extra hundred bucks. Get out, dude. And you'll be I'll like, dude, do you know how much money I've dropped on this game? Come on, man. I'll tell you how about I'll, you guys listen like I'll, I'll, too, I'll, like, I'll lift fuck? over the, I'll lift over the hood so I know level you're at how many referrals now uh I need to make a second account so I can get a d second javelin dude really. that's um, what I did I'm at probably 6k it, but okay. between multiple accounts I don't know it says on the I'm still listed in like the top five I think I'm like two or three or something that's the, I can't probably the number is. one reason i regret splitting them is because i'm not on the board but whatever you know it's you'll who have, cares when my javelin blows up you'll be like here's my second javelin <laughs> you know like i already like, i'm giving mike my second javelin i told him already i don't want it listen i'm, I'm gonna earn all this shit in game okay I'm i don't just... play the... 
You know what would be great about having an LTI javelin is just like ramming somebody for the fun of it. You know, <laughs> there's Mike and his little prospector, and you're just like, <laughs> why am I? Like Listen, man, this is because you don't have a javelin. That's why. That's why you're getting. Oh my man. god, bro. We'll be in our javelins, being like, hey, you want to go do that cool javelin only mission? We're like, yeah, hell yeah. All right, Mike. We'll see you later. Well, He's guess like, what? Guess what? You guys with your big ships. Guess what? All you guys with your big ships, when they first came in game, all the mining ships were the ones that blew them up. So that's what, guess what? We're going to come in with our mining ships. Yo, and he's we're gonna, not wrong. Uh, yeah, we're going to take you out with our mining lasers. He's not wrong, bro. <laughs> um, Dude, yeah. I, I, I think that the interesting thing to me was, and I, I said that to... One of, one of the dev because i i'll be completely transparent i asked for free tickets and they told me no um oh man yeah i i was like i'm one of your biggest creators i've i was like i've got you know thousands of referrals i was like could you guys at least like hook me up with some free tickets or something you know because they used to fly people out you know and yeah they offered listen. to do that for me one year and i turned them down I feel yeah bad, they, they it's didn't also do that. like you're just like yeah yeah and they didn't do that for anyone this year i know um Maybe their well, budget's tighter, right? I actually, like, oh, I, I, we got a ship squadron forty-two guys. Like, we can't do this. I, mean, I imagine the, the, the convention center is super expensive. I think the convention center is expensive yeah. for sure. Flying um, all those employees out there, doing mm -hmm. it, like, I think that's citizen. That's, the overhead's got to be huge for it. Yeah, yeah. And I almost wish they wouldn't do it live, just because. If you look, if, oh. if people actually got to see the financial sheet, they'd be like, don't do CitizenCon. Like, do it virtually, you know, like, whatever. Like, I'm I sorry, disagree. last year's CitizenCon was, was amazing. I, I liked it. Yeah. It you mean because it was digital? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because I it agree. Was, it was edited. It was clean. There was no possibility. Like, guys, do we remember? Like, let's not forget yeah. any time they've ever done anything live, it has been the most cringe garbage like moments that's of my favorite part yeah i like oh seeing chris roberts saying this next slide please when the like yeah. demo crashes ne you know? next slide exactly. please <laughs> but yeah no it's in like honestly but the thing is is they'll make money on this event 100 i hope so i they hope will. that is it's a fundraising event because I, I want them to yeah, otherwise yeah. it's dude if they're not making money on this event i'll be pissed and the reason why is i think citizen con is a and I know you agree with me on this. I think it's a massive, massive waste of time and dev resources <laughs> yeah. because yeah. how many times have they showed stuff that doesn't make it in game? That's literally for demo purposes only. It has no literal foundation in the PU or Squadron 42. It's literally made to show off like this new environment, this new thing that literally won't even make it into the game in the next 12 months. It's happened what do you so, mean? That so many times. That sandworm is coming in 3.2, I heard. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> listen. <laughs> and they're just putting a new planet in Stanton. And yeah. Fuck, a, the only thing great. from that demo was a sniper rifle and a takedown that we have right oh, now. Oh, man. And then, <laughs> dude, have you seen the takedown? Dude, they're so desinky. It's just. It, no. And that's his problem. Are they really problem, doing it? Yeah, yeah. I don't like takedowns, man. Like, I, I don't either. I, just, I think that you shouldn't yeah. be able to do them. Uh, really yeah. I, I think that on p in pvp i don't think you should be able to do them um there's but... very few games that i've played where i'm like i'm glad they have a takedown mechanic because like they always just feel cheesy they feel like some cod bullshit that's what happens like, i hit the do... button at the right time and, do you know what happens I've right never now i thought about that but do you know you what know, happens that... right now literally what? you run in circles around the other person spamming middle mouse until you take them down 
that's that's like the mechanic right now. and eventually the desync will catch up and you'll get them and on your screen they're not behind you but it's like it's just so bad right now but yeah, yeah. they'll be in front of you and then you'll be getting taken yep. down and you're like yep what just and, happened? and then your body like flies off into the abyss because they took <laughs> you down 20 meters to the the right um but it's like i think takedowns are great i think on npcs that's fine um but they should really only work maybe like taser or something you know yeah like something yeah that requires a little bit more of the traditional mechanics maybe they there's have a the skill check to effects. it yeah because right. even like as a battlefield fan you know that game has always been about like tick rate and getting like the best pings and the best latency something you'll never get in star citizen you'll get close but like not within the same realm and even in battlefield every time they tried to do takedowns they almost always were trash i think bf1 is one of the few that i was like gave them a pass for it because like it worked in a little bit of a better way but like ultimately i was like they we don't need them they had some cool stuff where you could like bayonet charge for a takedown but that was more skill based where you had to like line it up ahead of time and and then people even exploited it there where they'd initiate a charge like two inches from somebody and they'd exploit it so there's all takedowns are just so exploitable is the problem with it and star citizen is going to be more exploitable than any of these games by like a factor of a hundred so people are just going to break them horribly. So I, I, I just don't know. I don't. Yeah. Think. I think like maybe a takedown would be fine is if, do you know how like you can get in fist fights and like concuss someone in, yeah. in star citizen? Maybe if they, they get into the concuss mode, then you can take them down. I think that'd be fine. Uh, or if you, stand there. if you tase them first or something, then you can take them down. That's fine. Yeah. But I think just like sneaking up behind someone and doing it. I, I don't know if I love that. Um, yeah. but it, in Battlefield, they did an interesting thing where, uh, yeah, it was like, okay, so if you had a melee weapon out, um, so you could enter the kill animation, right, uh, with a melee in, with a melee weapon, and from the first person, if they're facing you, it had to be a fatal swing to kill them. So if you had a, a knife, that would only do like a third or a quarter of their health per stab. So if you damage them enough or they had already taken a lot of damage and then you're facing them, it'll okay. enter a takedown animation. So I like that at too. least you had to like you had to be winning the damage fight in order to engage. But then you could get a heavy weapon like a mace and that'd be like a two shot kill. So like if they were it would give you a little bit wider of a takedown range. And so it kind of had some meta to it and it wasn't like instant, but you could still do the walk up behind takedown, which I didn't like as much. So, like, if they had something more like that where the player's health had to hit a certain level and then you could enter takedown mode. I will say that if you had to stand behind them and hold a takedown, like, button for, like, several seconds, I'd be fine and with they, that. And they didn't move or something, right? right? I would be fine with that. Like, that, like that's, a proper stealth mechanic. That's right? fine with me. But this idea that you can run behind someone and in a millisecond, spam middle mouse, and they're they're just taken down, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But I think like it requires more tact to be behind someone for several seconds holding a button, you know? Yeah. You have to be right in the window because the window's small level. It's really yeah. small. You can take down well, an also, NPC. Why from does any it angle. have to be an animation at that? I really don't like these like anim these lock in animation sequences. I think they always mm. present problems in games and sort of take you out of element. But why not some sort of like power up vibration blade or something like that? 
that like, okay, you're behind him. You can charge it up. Here's the perfect opportunity. You swipe, and then it just does a more natural swipe animation. And then the person has a more natural, oh, I got hit in the back by a melee weapon here. Here's my reaction animation. And then they fall down dead or whatever. Like, you could do it without the the lock-in animation sequence, you know? And I personally think games just are more fun, look better. It'll probably work better in Star Citizen without all these lock-in animation stuff. But... Again, Star Citizen's all about the lock-in animation. I was gonna like say the, they love yeah. their their animations, dude. Let me climb up a it, ladder. Like, I mean, if you're in a firefight, are you gonna casually walk up the ladder of your like Gladius? You know, like to get you're gonna run and so, die for it. But like, they the have to like, do that. By the way, like it's it's yeah. a a limitation to not the engine, but any engine, like uh, because you're transitioning control of the player to the ship, right? Like yeah. you're no longer the player, you're the ship. Even though the game can be, it's like the moving basis. Have you heard of that this term before? Um, no. It's something that Star Citizen does really well. Sea of Thieves does it. Uh, Call of Duty does it, where you can jump on top of a vehicle and yeah. move with it. You know, um, right? That's not something that a lot of games have gotten done well. Um, and Star Citizen does it extremely well, but. You're transitioning ownership of the player actions from the player to the ship when they get in. Now they could just hold X and get in, like in Battlefield, and I wouldn't mind that. I think that'd be that would be fine personally. But CIG's way past the point of no return when it comes to that, right? Like they won't go yeah. back. Like they it's have never, at like, least think... done the like the animation for like if you're in zero G, the zero G entrance like looks, you know, you're not like climbing a ladder in space. Of course, no. Thing. And by yeah. the way, I think it should be faster. You know, like this stuff shouldn't, like you're saying, yeah. Because so inevitably, goofy. you're gonna you're gonna be in a weird situation where some dude's chasing you, or you're like in a firefight, and you're like, and then you like do your dumb intro animation, dude. you know, and you're gonna be like, this is stupid. I'm gonna give like, you one I better. Be, I saw yeah. the most insane clip yesterday. Oh, dude, I, this. I, yeah, and you, you can tell right after this, but dude, the hurricane, you have to a lot of ships, you have oh, to wait. My God. You have to wait for your pilot to get in before you can get in. You can't get in at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. why that's a limitation, I don't know. I have no idea the technical limitations, but it's long. It's like well, seven in the dual seconds. cockpit ships, like the Super Hornet, or like I think probably the the happens the in the Cutlass too. One. Where the, the cockpit has to like close yes. and then the next person's like, okay, my turn. And then it's like, let's now, redo the thing. You're like, how is this the system, man? I'm confused because I don't, I don't know if it's a, pro I haven't tested yet. Every time I bring this up, I forget, but I don't know if this is an issue like on the hammerhead. Like, do you have to, can the pilot and a turret gunner get in the seats at the same time? Because in the cutlass, you can't, you have to wait for the pilot to fully finish the animation. But what's this clip you that you're talking about? Oh, oh, the my cutlass, God. the cutlass, yeah. The uh, I was watching it was a uh, Voidy vid and he was playing with Cutlet, but I had seen this like somebody had sent me just a Twitch clip of this moment, uh, like weeks before he posted this. Uh, and he just posted the video today or yesterday. But the um, the the clip was they they pirate this guy and he get they're in the cockpit trying to shoot him, he's in the animation getting out of the seat while but he's not moving like it's like desynced a little bit and they're shooting him and nothing is happening and he gets out of the seat through this locked in animation and is it because of the desync on top of it kills both of them the 
he is sitting there in the cockpit just getting blasted on their screen. They're like they're and, in the middle of reloads or something as he yeah. like gets out of his animation. They're like, Jeez. oh crap. Yep. It was the uh, most ridiculous it was the man. most clusterfucky thing I've ever seen in my life. And it just ended in two of them dying. And it was just so ridiculous. They're gonna have so many of those issues because every exactly. game as soon as Battlefield had the animation sequence for getting into vehicles, which I think they added in like BF1, I want to say, um, there was all kinds of issues with hitboxes for the animations while they're getting into vehicles. Yep. So you'd be like, I'm shooting this guy, and he's entered the animation, like, even though he's he still dead? standing in front of me. Oh, wait, his hitbox is like over here somewhere, like moving around. So, I mean, Star yep. Citizen's going to have that times three, you know, it's going to be terrible, but. They'll just have to like slowly work through it. Yeah. But before we head out, because dude, this is so funny because we were like, uh, just to give you a little insight in the background, Level was like, is this a Star Citizen podcast? And we were like, no. Uh, <laughs> this like, this one is. This, this one, one is. This one was. One hundred percent. But I do want to. I do want to pick your brain a tiny little bit because I did the. I I did. A, I just I. Burks built you up a lot at the beginning, but I... You want to take me down. I get it. No, no. Hell quite, yeah. <laughs> quite, quite the opposite. Um, like, you're one of the first creators that I came across when, like, I was thinking about becoming a creator. So, like, I've looked up to you for many, many years. Uh, I Like, I remember your YouTube intro. Like, that was the... I thought the coolest one and I wanted one just like it and and, and all these text. things. Do you remember yep. that? Yeah, yeah. Dude, okay, so when we were thinking of the, I haven't even Everybody told has this. green text now. I felt like I was the first dude to do it. I came I was like thinking about it and then I saw now like every video on the internet has like the exact same green text font. A I don't want to take credit for it, but I'm just like this Did is beautiful cuz this is this is sort of where I want to go too is the the first thing I was going to ask was a little bit about like variety because I watched you you're you're kind of like the battlefield guy but you're totally not when you actually look at things there you've done so yeah. many different things on your channel Gosh, over I wish the years. my audience would figure that out I'm like I'm not just a shooter fan guys like or like just a military shooter guy yeah like but I wish I could like, play Halo was, they won't let me the, oh dude I I wish I I <laughs> really like I really liked Infinite actually. Me too, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. The, I'm I, a fan of arena shooters, but like, yep. no, I guess the era of arena shooters is over. Are just dead. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's. I don't weird, mean to but... interrupt you. Sorry. No, it's no, it's fine. I like when things go wherever they go. But the uh, the the thing that I noticed is that you def definitely tried so many different things. And it like there's airsoft content on your channel. There's uh, planet side. There's obviously Star Citizen content, right? Like, is that something that that keeps it fresh for you and fun? Is that is that what's kept you doing this for all these years? Is kind of experimenting and and is it still really fresh? Like, obviously, I can hear the frustration in your voice of having to be the battlefield guy a little bit. But the like, talk to me a little bit about that because obviously, Burks and I are. I've been streaming for a really long time, but you know, you talked to us about how we we are stuck in and doing what we're doing a little bit, and I don't know how you how you do it is you know what what you said to us. And for yeah. me, I'm I've seen you be able to to branch a little bit and 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 stuff like that. It's um, it's hard to do variety content yeah. because 
um, it's it's much easier to become the biggest dude in your field or a recognizable character in like your one field. Yep. And personally, I I am uh, I've got like this weird thing of like ADD where like I'll stick with something and get super focused on it and then I'll be done with it forever. Mm. And that's like what my brain naturally likes to do. So with Battlefield it was easy to get into Battlefield 3 and just be like, here's all the weapon stats and here's the best guns to use. And then, like, by the time BF4 rolled around, I was like, oh, this is kind of just like what I did before. I I wanted to pivot at that point, you know? But yeah. from a business standpoint, like, I couldn't ignore the growth, right? Yep. Like, And it's not to say that I didn't like Battlefield. It's just like... We we jokingly called Battlefield 4 Battlefield 3.5 because it was mm. the same game with, like, some small updates, too. I mean, you know, it, it really was. It wasn't that big of a departure. So I was like, oh, okay, it's not like Battlefield 1 level of exciting departure. It was just like, here's the next version of the same thing. Um, variety content is, like, from a business standpoint, it is hard to argue for it. Unless you've got this crazy personality and people are coming to see you for your personality or your amazing edits and your way to make whatever content you're showing funny and entertaining. And people are just like, I want to see this guy's take on that game because I love this guy. If you yeah. if you're that guy, then fantastic. I wish I was that guy. I'm not yeah. that guy. Like, I get it. Um, review content, gaming review content, overview stuff is just not quite what it used to be. People want to see live plays uh, and stuff. And I don't mind doing that, but I really do like talking about stuff and breaking it down and being analytical. I think in my core, I'm like a, I'm like a review guy. Like I could be a movie critic and like, I would be very happy with that job. You know, I could just like watch movies and like break them down. And like, I like doing that with games and that content has become less popular. Uh, I think people like to just see the gameplay and like the guys who do it the best are very meticulous about it and they make it seem natural, but it's, it's all planned out where they're like, I know exactly here's the like five things that I have to show that are going to be most interesting. I'm going to start you on the most interesting thing and make it seem like I just happened to start recording while this was happening. But like half the time it's a VO after the fact, you know, or something mm -hmm. like that. Like, there's too many, of lots of that. I don't really mind it that much. I mind that people don't know that it's happening because I'm like, how stupid are you guys? Like, you think this content creator just happened to start making live content uh, while all the, the the most important things happened in perfect sequence right after that? It, like, no. Like, he played it five times, took the best edit, and then did a natural-ish yep. VO to it, you know? And that's, like, most content you're watching. But... Um, as a content creator, it's frustrating to watch it and be like, how do people not get that Like, this is going on? But anyway, um, it has been hard to transition into more variety content. My content is pretty much all structured around first-person shooter stuff. And Star Citizen, this is it's really wild, but Star Citizen's weapons look realistic enough to the point where my audience is like cool with it but as soon as i start getting into anything, and it's kind of simmy like, right yeah yeah it's simmy there's tactics to it it has all the basic shooter elements like it's the the core stuff is there but when i start branching out even a little from that and like play something like that's the mining much, stuff with us right like how did that go yeah. 
you know i've one of my one of my mining videos on star citizen did really well but okay. i don't think it didn't do well at the start it did well after like through seo views mm -hmm. and stuff like that it's not my audience that's watching it it's like other people watching it so yep um and also so when i started this is a really core component to it too when i started youtube um the viewership was based around a, a huge portion of it was based around your subscribers so yeah. like the way the interface was set up you'd log on to youtube and like your sub feed was the main thing and it would point you to your sub videos and that's what people would watch so getting lots of subscribers meant a lot i could pull in my audience to a game that they maybe weren't going to click on normally much more frequently and i would get a lot of comments being like ah, i don't want to watch this or something and then i'd listen to them and not post that again but at least the initial video on it wouldn't like tank horribly like my audience would mostly come along for the ride and be like okay yeah i'll check out level caps take on this new game or whatever that's why i asked you this question actually yeah because if when you look back at your older videos yeah. all the variety stuff had very similar views to your yes. regular stuff. So it wasn't a big what is happened, separation. And this isn't like a secret. Um, this is very like well known within anybody yeah. who follows algorithm tech. Um, TikTok ruined the game for the way that I like to build content. And honestly, I think a very healthy way of supporting content creators is that the the TikTok algorithm was very attractive for tra uh, attracting people to the platform because it was like it would instead of showing you your sub feed and the people that you normally watch it would build your profile on what kind of content you watch and then just try and inject the most algorithm optimized video for what's going to catch your interest whether or not you're subscribed to that person or not so yep. it was very good for showing how quickly could people could build their their profile on there and get tons of subs and followers but the value of those followers and subs was like so much less than on the on other platforms they're so not like, oh, community I got a, focused yeah i got all. a million followers but they're not going to see your next video if it doesn't meet their algorithm standard for what you mm -hmm. normally like to watch so most of building my youtube channel was based around the legacy algorithm of like if somebody subscribes to you, then we will make sure that they at least see your next post. Whether or not they click on it is up to them, but at least they're going to see it. Now, um, if I, like I, it sucks because I, I made a video on Hawked the other day, which is kind of like a extraction version of Fortnite. It looks decent in my opinion. I think it's, I think it's going to be decent. I know it's not really what my audience wants because they're not cartoon shooters you know they're like we want mil sim shooters and if you go cartoon we don't like it i knew they weren't going to watch it as much but like my view consistency now is so all over the map i made a video less than a month ago that i think is about to top a million views uh my hawked video is like at 16k probably gonna die before it gets to 20k like it is all over the map and it's because they've made subscribers almost meaningless. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that my fans are worthless or meaningless. It does count for something. But the way that it used to work was like, hey, I like this person. I want to subscribe to them. I like their content. And now YouTube is like, no, the TikTok thing works better for viewer retention according to our data or whatever. So instead of watching the people that you subscribe to, we're going to put that sub feed further down. And you're going to have to kind of go out of your way 
to make sure you get your sub content. Instead, we're going to put right in front of your face the most algorithmy content ever. And the problem with that is it doesn't allow people to experiment as much with their content, and they have to just make content that's built for the fucking algorithm. And yep. it is creatively a nightmare. It's a nightmare situation because now all of my titles have to be like, I can't believe, or like, can you like this crazy thing or like some bullshit like that. Yep. And then my subs are like, I hate your clickbaity titles. I'm like, I fucking do too. Stop clicking on clickbaity titles. Like, and then we won't be having clickbaity titles, but it's fueled by the goddamn audience who's then complaining about like the clickbaitiness. And it's like, you're driving the algorithm. It's like, and the, uh, it's not going to stop until there's like some sort of like legislation against abusive algorithms or some shit. But like, yeah, I don't see that happening anytime soon. So doing sucks, variety dude. content is, is tough and you really have to like, just experiment, keep experimenting and trying. And it's the age old thing of like, I think some of my best content is my least viewed content and some of them my yep. most viewed dude. content. I spent the least amount of time on. And we talk about this all the time. Just, that's the plight and the pain of being a content creator where you're just like, and that, the ones that I hate are the ones that I know are going to do really well. And I'm just like, this is just going to do well because everybody's talking about this right now and they want to know my opinion on it. So I'm going to make it right now. And I put very little effort into it. And now it's like tons of views. And then I'm like some more nuanced video where I'm like, gosh, it'd be really cool to talk about the relationship of blah, blah, blah. It's like, nobody watches it, you know? So I'm like, oh, yep. man, it sucks. The stuff I enjoy making the most gets the least views. Yep. Not, not always, but a lot. Same dude. So, same. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. It's the videos yeah. you want to do really well that you love and you sweat and cry and put your, you know, your heart and soul into. Those are the ones that it, yeah. you know, for me, for me, that's like the 5k, you know, views or yeah, dude. I mean, sometimes I'm even lower than that, but it's like, they don't have like these random videos that like I had a six minute video go out uh, about me saving this guy from pirates. And I didn't even think that the, you know, title or thumbnail was like that insane or whatever. And that one's about to hit, you know, like 120,000 views, which is, mm -hmm. a, that's a lot for me. Um, yeah. Um, but it's like all my other videos are just, you know, not doing that great right now. And it's just, it's tough because YouTube's doing what's better for the, for the global platform in terms of their numbers. Like they, they know what's going to benefit overall viewer retention. But for the content creators who are trying to build a career out of making entertaining content for their platform, it kind of, it, it promotes, it sort of promotes growth of newcomers to the platform, which I'm a fan of, you know, like there should definitely be a way to break in and like get recognized, but it also makes that growth less meaningful. Yeah. So sure. like, it's pretty rough. It makes it basically makes doing this full time much more difficult. Like I've got almost two million subs and I've I'm constantly guessing and struggling with trying to make anything that's outside of the very main focus of my channel do well, you know. Um, so to in a very roundabout way to try and answer your question, Mike, it's hard as shit to try and do variety content. Uh I wish it wasn't. Um I, think I feel like you have you to make another channel. 
you right? can like yeah you can you either make, make another channels, channel bop, 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 or bop. you can like i don't i don't know if that's the right strategy you know um maybe it is maybe it isn't maybe youtube's going to change their algorithm in another couple of years in which case it's the wrong strategy or it's the yep. right strategy. that's the freaking nightmare to for youtube yeah because they're like oh we changed the formula and like i mean doing this for 12 years i've gone through multiple ad apocalypses where like <laughs> Uh, my revenue dropped by 50% overnight and didn't recover for six months. You know, like that's the kind of bullshit you got to weather. So like, imagine somebody who's like, I'm going to go full time. And then they get hit with an ad apocalypse and you're like, hello, they might have to like go back and get their job again. You know, like that. I've seen people do that before. It's like, it's, it's pretty rough working for this platform. Um, and because you're not technically an employee and all this other stuff, you're just, they don't have to adhere to any of the like things that would maybe make your life semi pleasant. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah but I think you can strategize branching out and I think you almost have to do it mathematically because we're all working for the formula. We're all working for the algorithm. You go, okay, well, what if I inject 10% variety content? Okay. Yep. It's doing a little better. What if I up that to 20%? What if I'm... What if my variety content only still falls within space concepts? What if my variety content falls within the FPS realm of or mining or whatever, whatever genre? Like you kind of have to strategize with it a bit more as opposed to like, what if I just do variety and hope that it works? I mean, if you're this crazy controversial personality, probably. But if that's not I've the main drive. I've seen success on Twitch with it. But not yeah. on. I haven't even tried on YouTube. Twitch is really. so much more personality driven, though. Yeah, and I think that's why. Because when you watch a Twitch streamer, it's either super skill based, where you're like, I'm watching it's this shroud. guy. He's like, yeah, shroud or whatever. And you know, the shroud's entertaining, but he's not like Doctor Disrespect entertaining, right? Um, so it's like you got those two things going, but it's mostly personality or booby driven on Twitch, right? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know Burks likes to get his. <laughs> hey, listen, dude. It's I don't. Hair, it's, yeah, I it's love a good hot driven. tip stream. Yeah, yeah. Burks, absolutely. Burks's channel is very hair driven. Dude, the hair is. We we almost got the hair back too. It's it's, it's almost back. It's coming. It's yeah. It's almost back. I shaved my head for a, like a, a streamathon thing for like a big goal. Was uh, oh yeah 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 so. Um, yeah, that's popular. That's popular yeah. on Twitch is the like uh, donate a certain amount and yeah. I yeah, I mean it was definitely worth. It was insane, but that's awesome. Yeah, we that was probably the best my variety variety content done too. Is during that. Yep. But, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I, I uh, well, I I was just gonna say it sounds like we're coming to the end. It's been pretty. It's getting pretty late. It's been a, a probably our <laughs> longest podcast. You guys, I sh we should let people know that you guys started later for me because uh, yeah. I had to take my kid to like swim practice and then put him to bed. I'm like, all right, guys, let's podcast. And you're like, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm I good. honestly can I can go for longer, but I would yeah. I was looking at at you level and I was like, he's looking like he's he's had enough. So I was like, I'm feeling like uh, it's probably a decent time to to stop. But I could keep going I'm sure for, pull for a the while. old man card on me why don't you <laughs> you know i no, you know I'll it is it. funny the the very first time i hopped on just discord with morphologists like and talked to him uh for the first time i think we talked for like five and a half hours and i then, watched like, that yeah and yeah and it was just like it's like i gotta go to bed because you can talk i mean nope. it's fun to talk about this stuff and oh uh, yeah the thing about content creators is like 
It sucks because the people at the top make this make it look like we live the most luxurious, wonderful lives and all this stuff. And it's like, I was thinking about it the other day, and it's like, if every person who had subscribed to my channel had given me a dollar, I would have made so much more money ad revenue wise than I actually made from ads on like mm -hmm. YouTube. You know, it's like people think it's like, oh, you got a million subs, you must be a millionaire. It's like, no, dude, <laughs> like not even close. Like. You get a hundred thousand views on a video, that could be like two hundred, three hundred bucks, depending on how well that monetizes. Like it's like what is what is worth captivating an entire stadium or two full of people? Like a couple hundred bucks, apparently. Like not that much. It's pretty wild. Yep. So like I don't know. Yeah, I I think the reality of content creation is I like that you keep it real, Burks, with your uh, your bed in the back room, you know, so that we can still see that. <laughs> That you're a bit destitute. You're like, just so you know, I sleep right over there, guys. You know, and bro, this is my it's my couch behind me. Is it your couch? Okay. <laughs> Was it your bed at one point? No. No. no, no. Okay, okay. I did sleep my on bed it. Behind me. I swear I thought it was your bed. Maybe it is your couch. It though. kind of, it, it kind of, I guess frames. it kind of looks at, yeah, it kind of looks like a bed, honestly. Like, oh, it's it was, got like I a, thought it was your bed. A chase, Which is yeah. fine. I'm not bed shaming anybody who's no, no, in no. their bedroom. No, no, no. Like, no, no, no. Um, yeah, it is just that thing where, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, these huge uh, content creators. And it's like, you got to be in the like top 1%. Oh, yeah. To and, be like living the, the high life. And I'm not saying I haven't done well, but it's, it's been a struggle the whole way. It hasn't been like easy Same. sailing. The best years I've been working 18 hour days and the worst years I've been working 50 or 58 hour week plus, you know, and like I'm still putting in 50 hours a week at least. Uh, and that's when my channel does the worst, you know? So I'm just like, I feel kind of like a slave to the system. Same still. dude. Same. I think, I think that this is what we talked about the last couple of weeks, which is, you know, as con content creators, you just got to ride the wave. You know, sometimes yeah. it's good. Sometimes it's bad. But, yeah, um, man, we're all just still trying to figure this out, really. It's none of us really know what we're doing, even this far in. Um, it's because they keep changing the damn system. Exactly. And I think <laughs> yeah. that's the one of the biggest things is you either adapt or die. Some people don't adapt ever. And then you just kind of sadly see them dwindle off into nothingness which yeah it's fine some people just it's not for everyone right um yeah. but it's like if you want to do this long term and you want to do it well you got to learn how to adapt and obviously you've learned to do that and it's sometimes what people don't realize that speaking of luxury is that sometimes you're going to do stuff you don't want to do and that feels repetitive and boring and you've done this a hundred times like for the same video it's uh it's you know battlefield 3.5 whatever right but that's just part of the gig right is giving people the content that people want um yeah even even if it's not the stuff that you enjoy the most and right? at the so. at the end of the day i don't want to make it sound too doom and gloom i think it's oh, easier no. to bitch to other content creators about it because we go through the same stuff but for people yeah. watching um if i truly didn't enjoy what i did i would do something else like exactly. i'm lucky enough to have a skill set where i think i could pivot okay into other careers but I, I do really enjoy being a content creator and like I'm constantly working on ideas that excite me and that kind of keeps me engaged and motivated. And even when they bomb, I'm sort of like, all right, what's the next idea? You know, like that was a fun idea. So it's like watching you guys do this. Actually, I was kind of like, man, I really want to do a podcast with my buddy Matimio. So we're working on. Yeah, something. good luck Dude, on that. So, yeah. 
I was going to ask about Matimio because I go, I, again, like I watched the, so I, I came into Hardline. That's when I, that was my first Battlefield game. I know, ridiculous, but that was, that was it. And I just remember all the videos with him. And I didn't know if you guys still hang out and play and all that stuff. Was he, when we went mining together, was he with us? Uh, no. I don't think so. Okay. No, Did, I brought Matt in a couple of times. You know, it's really funny. Every time I, um, play with him some one of his fans is like when are you gonna get like matt back into star citizen or whatever and i'm like yep. i don't know if it's quite the right time yet or if i can inject enough exciting stuff for Dude. him yet because it's it's too orchestrated right now what i don't like about it is like if you want to do piracy like when i did it with avenger one he had guys on like seven different 37 servers, servers yeah looking for i'm like i'm not gonna do that to like ha- like i just don't like have that in me to like orchestrate these huge things i don't want to do it it's like, way if, better to like join yeah. in on those experiences, yes, right? For yeah. sure. I'm happy to join other people, but I just like I don't want to like do all this preamble to having fun, right? I, I get mm-hmm. res- I get resentful by the time we get to the event. I'm like, screw this game. I shouldn't have to do this much work. I to have agree, fun. man. Like I'm done. You know. I agree. Yeah, and I, you know, on that note, actually, I appreciate all the stuff you've organized, Burks, because I have joined some of your stuff, and also Mike, like with the big mining op that you setup which i was like holy shit i didn't realize you're gonna like do all of this stuff for us to go mining there's like 20 people involved um which is cool i wish the game didn't make you guys do that so that we could just all absolutely you could like call somebody up and be like you want to do this cool thing sure let's go do it and not have all that preamble stuff behind it um and hopefully that's where it's heading right but We'll have to see, right? Citizen Con, right? We'll have to, we'll have to see. Yeah. Mike, we'll yeah, face you that in. Behind that. We're gonna, yeah. Sh- yeah. The uh, the brief we got on like the behind the scenes screen stuff that we get to see. The, I mean, I guess, I guess we can't talk about because the NDA stuff. No, no, no. Know, yeah, like, don't. Not here. Yeah. All right, guys. I'll message you after. Through Squadron Forty Two. Yeah. yeah. I'll just be re- I'll, you know, I'll just be lazily reacting to it at home. <laughs> You know, no big deal. Yeah. It'll, be, bro, it'll be great. Bro, no, nobody is going to be streaming this thing but you. Your numbers are going to be like, you're yeah, going to be like gonna 10K, be bro. He's like, and he's like, we're going to be tired because we're going <laughs> to stay up late every night. And then we're going to like be at the actual thing and like be falling asleep when one of the devs is like monotone describing their boring system behind the scenes. You oh know, my you God, know gonna bro. Be no, 50, here's the thing. Oh, if you the guys watched my loose. live stream of the last Citizen Con, there is a point where I'm like this in my chair and my <laughs> eyes close. And in that moment, I snap back because I'm like, I almost just fell asleep. I'm not going to be the guy in stream who falls asleep. But these this damn Citizen Con almost put me to sleep. It's when Chris Roberts and Chris, the other 100%. 10 are just yammering on dude, in dude. circles about stuff. And I'm just like, Okay. Bro, they were so proud of that too. Like, I feel oh. bad talking about this. Listen, we're past. If you guys don't realize, we're past the three-hour mark in the podcast. Uh, only the real OGs are going to be listening at this point, dude. I had so <laughs> many devs come to my stream. Like, I had a dev I won't name come to my stream, and I was like, "Yeah, I was like, I'm not sure what the surprise was that they said that they were going to talk about." Oh yeah, and they I were was like, there when you were asked when they told us what it was. <laughs> they I think. Were like. The surprise was Chris talking about the game. <laughs> it yeah. was so bad, bro. I have yeah, never. Yeah, we were debating because I was dis- like, didn't they like they led up to this with like saying there's gonna be some sort yep. of big thing happening, and then like, but I don't. 
what was it? We were like debating about what the big thing was because it wasn't obvious. Like, was it the like EVA stuff? Like, what Quantum was it? Quantum boost. <laughs> I literally have never been less interested in Star Citizen content than those two hours. Like that was <laughs> that was the worst presentation I think I've ever been a part of in gaming. Like, I'm not joking. I'm not trying to be rude or anything. They just oh, come they on. A, Some of the earlier a, Citizen Cons did a worse job. Uh, maybe I didn't Bro, watch them. Maybe I didn't watch them. It- holiday live stream just just i dare you or even the one <laughs> oh, or even the, star, the one that i star was Citizen at lives oh from like i don't know six months ago like where they're like let's draw some shit for like oh an hour. okay You're fair like, enough but like yeah. you know but this is citizen con bro you know what i mean yeah, yeah yeah this is their premiere content and the thing is is i like hearing chris talk about the game i've watched him talk about the yeah. game in different contexts but i don't know if- i hate i hate it Really? <laughs> I don't think he should I don't think he should ever be on camera ever. Every single time he's in the last 3 to 4 years that that man has been on camera, he has talked about base building, he has talked about the dumbest shit that like like he is like a loose cannon, but but I will I will defend him and say that um he truly is inspiring. He inspires me. Maybe you've been in it for too long and I kind of have to where we're like we're kind of you're like I'm sick of your bullshit, Chris. You know because we've seen how long the development's taken. But when I hear him speak about this stuff, I do see that genuine passion. Yeah, and I, I agree. That, to me, that's really important because if you don't have that figure at the top, that's like still the kid who wants to build the ultimate space game. Like I forgive him for all the dumb stuff he says because he's he is just this excited kid talking about his dream space game. I and then the devs are like, oh shit, we can't do that in like the next year, Chris. Don't say that, you know. But no. yeah, I have a I have a I have like a, this more even like unique perspective on this is is I've been at the studio with him working on Star Marine, and to see him working is. 10 times more inspiring this mm. man like you know when they say people have an aura around them yeah this man has an aura around him there is he looks at you and you feel like like i i've i've shook i've shaken Gretzky's hand okay i've been around famous people i've dealt poker to you know incredible like to montel williams and and like super famous people i'm not awestruck by people okay ever yeah there's something about this guy and, I and, agree. I met Chris too. And right? I called him Chris Taylor when I <laughs> met him because I was just like, uh, it's Chris Taylor. Like the way I got to meet him was to agree to do an interview, which I don't think I used that footage because I wasn't prepared for it at all. And I was just like, mm. I just want to talk to Chris. Um, and I called him Chris Taylor, who's also another game developer. He's the guy who made Total Annihilation and Supreme Commander. And I, for whatever his name was in my head. And he was really cool. He's like, I'm actually Chris Roberts, but I do know Chris Taylor. He's a great game developer and stuff. And I was just like, oh, what a cool dude, man. Like, I just I just fumbled his name. And he was and he like, rolled with it. super cool about it. And I was like, and like, just, yeah, the whole time talking to him, I didn't use the footage because I was so bad in the interview. Mm. And Chris was like on point. And I was like, this is garbage. I can't post this. This is too embarrassing, you know? So it's on like... One of those little, um, it was so long ago, it was on a tape. It was back when camera camcorders were like, there's still a debate in switching over from the little, um, what the hell were they called? Like DV, DV something tapes. Oh, yeah. They were like the little little CD inside. Kind of. I think they were, I think it was spool. 
I think it was oh, okay. actually a spool, but that wasn't that long ago. It's kind of wild, but I'm definitely yeah. dating myself. Yeah. It was that, do you remember the event where they announced the winner of the community developed spaceship contest mm-hmm. and it was the redeemer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It was there. It was some event in LA and somehow I got invited and I went and. That's Got cool. But that was a long time ago. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I was, mine wasn't too far after that. I was 2016 and they were debuting Star Marine and somebody said they didn't want to go. And I, they, they were like, well, you've done something with us before. Can you sub in like kind of last minute? And I was like, sure. And t- the, the, it wasn't, you know, it was still in development as we were there. And we were doing like 12 hour days of like, we were basically QA and he would come behind us and you know tell us to like do certain things and to see the issues and stuff and it was just very the passions there the drive is it's all there so like for me it's whenever i'm upset with him i it's not i'm upset with him like his vision everything is like all fine it's just the the result of the words he says are is so problematic you know like it it just creates a false representation sure. of the of the experience and everything but yeah like i i'm i don't know if the guy hates me or, or not now i i hope not well but me I, and burks i'll ask him when we we have that like, we're getting dinner hour, with him actually we have so. that hour-long dinner session yeah uh, you, just the three I, of us actually yeah yeah if he does if he does he does but i i the, and we're, get, the, we're getting the, that the uh, there we're getting that uh three person uh, massage right yeah, <laughs> and all tables like facing each other in a triangle. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and the masseuses are like dressed up as like different characters, mm-hmm. a different alien. I heard they're just gonna the stand game. on top of us and just t pose. <laughs> Is <laughs> guys, this makes me want to go less. <laughs> <laughs> None of this makes me want to go. Yeah, but I mean, I think it'll be fun. I, I'm not going for the event. I I'm very. That's the only reason I'm disappointed. With is, is like, why yeah. I want to see everybody. Yeah, yeah, and I had yeah. people who were really excited for me to be there, so I I felt like I had to go, you know. Um, but man, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know if I'll go to a, another one. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe the game ever goes live. So never. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that it, seems to be fun. the the way that it makes most sense to have a game con is after there's like a big Dude, game. Completely out agree. Play it. <laughs> Completely agree that they should postpone it until afterwards. We're all going to a game con for a game that's not out. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Two games yeah. that aren't yet out yet, right? So, um, anyways, is anybody so, there really like the giant Squadron Forty Two fan? They're like Squadron Forty Two. They got their yeah. sign, bro. Woo! Yeah, bring there, it back to the punch store. They're yeah, there, they're bro. Yeah, hundred percent. I know, I know. They but the old, the old Wing Commander frogs. They're all. Uh, Wait till you meet some of the other people at the VIP party, bro. I think you'll be surprised. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's yeah. gonna be an interesting crowd for sure. Cool, cool. Well, dude, I I think uh, do we feel, feel like we're at a good place? Anything yeah. else? Okay. I'm, get, I'm getting on yeah. a cruise ship in like 20 minutes. Oh, oh Jesus! My... Wait, Wait really? are you serious? No, no, no. no. Oh, okay, are you okay. leaving tomorrow? But but in hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh dude, God. and I I I like um I gotta go. But this has been fun, honestly. Yeah, dude. yeah. This is our longest podcast ever. So no, long. no, no, not, so not no, no. This I is our will... longest podcast ever. Um, and uh, I, I had we, a lot of fun. I think we should do it again very soon. I think this was super fun. Sounds good. Dude, I honestly, still want to ask you about thumbnails. So we're gonna have to do it again. 
Absolutely. God, you guys really make it interesting around here for your viewership. They're like, ooh, let's talk for 30 minutes about thumbnails. YouTube thumbnails. <laughs> I, th I think people it, really like to hear about this stuff, honestly. I, there's I, so many aspiring content creators now yeah. that they, they really do like this this kind of talk. We didn't know what this podcast was going to turn into, and we found that we enjoyed talking about it, and for whatever reason, other people enjoyed listening to it for some reason. So, yeah. 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 Cool. It's cool. It's weird. Well, it's dope. I didn't realize it wasn't a Star Citizen podcast. I no. was listening to an episode. I was like, these guys aren't even talking about Star Citizen, but I'm yeah. enjoying it. This is this is our <laughs> this is our like kind of trying new things. Yeah, right. Like this is one of our like what? Let's see if this works. And so well, far, it's, it's been fun. And let me say that it's been inspiring to me. Like I had been wanting to do a podcast for a while, but I sort of saw what you guys were doing, and I was like. I should just freaking do this. You know, like I saw what you guys were doing. I like your format. Like I would like in my mind, I was like, I love their eight bit background thing. I was like, that's what I want to do. And like, I like the way that you just set it up here and it kind of feels like you're in the same room. But I mean, I don't know if this, if the viewers know, but, um, we we've touched hands before so. yeah i we <laughs> you look like a giant compared to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah anyway so yeah let me just return the all the compliments you've given me throughout the stream i just want to say you're inspiring me to Thank finally you, do the podcast and kind of get it underway hell yeah does well it ha does it have a name can people maybe uh, look for it yet i i actually don't want to say it because okay. we still need to lock down some of the stuff. <laughs> I'll say it. Of so course. Like, oh, yeah, I got of it. Of course, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's smart. So, smart. Yeah, I can. I'm happy to tell you off stream. <laughs> yeah, we we totally we did the same thing. We we thought of the name, and then like five minutes later, we had all the accounts for it um, that yeah. we could. Right? It was really weird. Like you know, some some were taken, some weren't. You know, we we got most of them though. So that's good. Yeah. But cool. Well. Man, nice. thanks again so much for joining us, Mike. You know, always a pleasure. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Thanks again for listening. If you guys still are, it uh, was honestly some awesome conversation. Always good here. Um, thank you guys for your continued support and huge, huge, huge kind words. Uh, man, it's so incredible uh, that every week I'm hearing like, we love the podcast. We love the podcast. We love the podcast. So thank you guys so much yeah. for being a part of the community. And uh, Mike, I don't know if you want to say anything, but... Uh, you good? Well, you know, thanks, thanks always, uh, level for stopping by. Obviously, and and again, same thing. It's just uh, our, especially on Twitch. It's just been people coming by and saying, "I'm really enjoying the new podcast." And like, we not obviously haven't uh, gone like viral here on YouTube or anything, or had like anything huge happen. But we're enjoying it. You guys seem to be enjoying it, and it's we're just gonna keep going and and see where this fun little thing goes. Right, uh, take a few hours out of our week instead of of doing our normal thing and it's been it's been beautiful so thank you for for that and yeah i just hope you guys are continuing to enjoy it keep giving yeah. feedback below let Hell us know yeah, what you like please. this was obviously super long uh we talked a bit about star citizen I, we i don't mind doing that at all it's just let us know what you like we're trying to figure it out still oh you know? yeah all right we'll see you guys next week enjoy and uh see you next time